0: Welcome to the Tea Hut Podcast. I'm Leland Steele. I'm Moby. And I'm Marty. Well, boys, back at
1: it. Another day, another dollar. Yes, sir. Patreon is blowing
2: up. Absolutely. Uh, it's
1: actually part of my banter. I'm going to talk about that later. I'm excited.
2: Sounds good. I'm our, really excited. Our uh, newest uh, Patreoner, uh, George, George Washington, uh, he really, really invested. Uh, he went... When at a high level there we appreciate it but we still need more
1: he never tells a lie he doesn't <laughs> um,
2: but uh listener george washington thank you so much for your investment
1: you know what i think helped was the uh push stretch goals of the marty 8x10s signed yeah i think that right. really did it that pushed us over the top
2: well there's also the free massages that you offered at the one dollar level um so that yeah that might have had something to do with it <laughs> so well, you got to get your practicum in right yeah yeah that's right
0: yeah. practicum uh so shall we move on to banter <laughs> so that
1: got funny and then no, you it was time. <laughs> we finished quick well that this is of course the pre-banter banter segment so right, right. uh it is time for the banter segment uh yeah we have who wants to go oh i don't know i'll go shut up moby um <laughs> I want to go back and give an addendum to my RE2 review. Fine. Because we already... Like the listener hasn't heard enough of you. We already know I gave it a 10 and and I talked about it for an hour. But, my God, I've played a lot of this game by at this point. I've put in almost 70 hours of RE2. The game takes me now 90 minutes to beat. And I've (laughs) I've played 70 hours of it. Uh, I've probably beaten it at this point about 14 times.
2: That's insane.
1: I've done every in-game achievement every steam achievement uh s plus ranked it unlimited rocket launcher everything it's honestly guys it's probably my favorite game this year i mean it's not saying much it's still early but it might be my favorite game of the ps4 generation
2: wow you're an idiot am i you're pretty close to one well i mean he loves the game so much he almost missed a recording session so
1: that's true i I almost missed a review
2: yeah, that's <laughs> too busy playing. I guess like I gave it a nine, so yeah, it's a really good game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's personal I still favorite. Beat Claire's segment. I don't know. It's really, really lost steam for me, and I don't know why. Because I had fun with Leon's. My computer chugs a bit with its graphics, to be honest, and I think that's kind of affecting it a little bit. It's playable, but barely in some spots.
1: That um, takes away because uh, when I first started playing it, I was playing in 4K, and when I was playing in 4K, I was getting maybe like. 35 frames and then it would chug occasionally down to like 20 if yeah. it was a really graphic especially in the beginning with the the zombies in the beginning yeah. and it was kind of chugging a lot of stuff on screen really? you can't yeah you can't play like that so i, I cut it's it down tough. to 2160 and it now runs at like 60 fps no problem
2: and that's Maybe yeah i'll cut the graphics a little bit you might have to it's tough though because some of the parts of that game are so beautiful like the police precinct is so gorgeously rendered
1: well, the RE engine's awesome, and like that's going to lead into our topic today. But right. you know, I think the the engine that Capcom's using for its games is just phenomenal.
2: It is, I th- and I mean, it was great for RE Seven as well. Yes, which I think we touched on. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that was a fantastic looking game that for some reason ran way better. Maybe my computer's just you know so full of spyware and malware and Russianware that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just clogging it. If you stop accepting Putin's friend requests
0: on every social media platform, then
2: maybe you wouldn't have the Russia you know And In all seriousness, I get Russia Today things bombing my phone all the time, and I don't know how to shut them off. Oh my They're not an app, and I've shut off all Google and internet notifications, and this Russia Today stuff still pops oh, up. Oh. I'm worried.
0: That's weird. They're in, really weird. They're in you.
2: They're in you. Yeah, and I never accepted in the first place. They just got into my phone and sent me propaganda.
1: That's because you're so closely tied to Trump. That's right, and he's closely tied to the Russians.
2: I'm Mara. Make Russia great again. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Isn't that Marga? Marga.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, putting yeah. in a
2: vowel there to make it easier to say. Oh.
0: Okay. All right. Well. Um. So. But that's continue just the monologue. Make Russia again. Yes. That's why. Make it didn't Russia
2: work. again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. In Soviet Russia, we make great you. We just make great. No, that's all, we that's all they make. Okay. That's what
2: the phone tells me.
1: No, I actually, that was the end of my monologue.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah,
1: that was it. <laughs> that was it? I do have one other thing. Oh, Of course. Sorry. I, I missed seven pages. <laughs> uh, no, okay, so this is actually like really recent news. Uh, I don't know when this airs, so that might change how recent the news is. But uh, James Gunn, mm-hmm. rehired by Disney. Yep. I did not see that coming.
2: No, neither did I. I actually had this as my banter, but bumped it for different banter because I knew you'd bring this up. I think what happened here, more than anything else, I know the cast complained and whatnot and wanted him back. I think more than anything else, they realized they could not make a Guardians of of the Galaxy movie with that kind of unique tone it has without James Gunn. Like, they probably sat with all the other producers and writers and we're like we just can't do this with anyone
0: else are you are you sure though i'm not that, sure are you that. sure though that it wasn't captain marvel a movie for women guardians 3 a movie for pedophiles <laughs> and marvel and marvel's just expanding their fan base very positive wow. i mean they're already real close they're already hitting the kids right yeah so I mean, it's just one step last,
1: last year they had a movie that was designed for, <laughs> for ethnic minorities and did really well right with black panther oh well, there we go yeah. this year a movie designed for women did amazing and apparently, it was going to do terribly. It blew uh, uh, office like box office expectations out of the water. And can you imagine how much money yeah, Guardians of the 3 Galaxy is gonna Three make. is going to make yeah. from the pedophile fan base? Wow,
0: wow, wow, wow! A lot. If somebody e- at Disney high up deserves a
2: promotion, if
1: every pedophile sees it ten times, and they each take ten kids to go see the movie with them.
2: <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> so do we just have to edit the whole like last five minutes? Wow, yeah, that might have to be cut.
2: <laughs> <laughs> touch,
1: yikes. Wow.
2: Um okay, on that happy tone. Um <laughs> They're just
1: giving back to society. Um, they're
2: I Marty, I can't even touch that with a twenty foot pole. That gets you put in jail. <laughs> oh. Whew. All right, okay. Awkward as usual. Are you done with Are you
0: done? No, that was Marty's. Moby, what's your banter?
2: Oh, mine was just about... <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to talk about it, really. It's just, yeah, pedophile jokes and
1: move
0: on. <laughs> Big gulps, eh? We'll see you later. <laughs> well, we might
2: lose our Disney sponsorship, but... <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> Patreon. Um, My banter was about uh, how... I think it was at the recent San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, they showed the first two episodes of Cobra Kai Season 2. And... Everyone is saying, like, it's flat out amazing. Like, as good, if not better, than the original series, and you can totally see where they're going, and everything's great, and it just makes me really excited, because it's like five weeks until we get that drop.
1: I've heard the same thing, and yeah, I think it's coming out around the same week as uh, the second uh, Infinity Infinity War. Infinity War drops the
2: next day.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Really? Yes. I'm not sleeping. Interesting.
1: So. Do you think it's related? Is there gonna be a a (laughs) crossover?
2: I think they realize that most of the viewers are like us that it's five hours of viewing, so just fuck it. We'll you know have a Red Bull and just watch all ten episodes that night. Yeah, I I don't see any other way with me not getting through all the episodes that night. Like I'm gonna plan ahead. Sure, but I mean,
0: does YouTube give a shit about when their stuff gets watched? I mean, it just matters that it gets watched, right?
2: Well, you're right. It just matters that it gets watched, but they should be concerned that Infinity War is so huge that it might draw off some attention from but, those people. But then that same reasoning gets applied to literally any
0: other type of media that drops the same day as Endgame. Like, um, right? Related media,
2: yes. Like okay. TV shows. Are, then, no, it, I but, don't but, think it would factor into but, anybody's decision. But no, Leland, it totally does, though. That's why it's. No, it so, no but you've seen that in December. No, it with, doesn't. But you're not even letting me make my. You argument. don't need to
0: because it's not gonna
2: it doesn't make, it I, you doesn't make not, a you, difference. You can't not listen to my argument and then try to defeat it before you even listen to it. What Your arguments gonna say, are self-defeating, I so say, I don't have to put much effort you know into what? them. <laughs> we are never gonna fucking agree on anything until Marty leaves this show, and I. When he well, leaves the show, if, we will start. I don't, to don't agree.
0: even know if if that happened ever that we would agree on anything. Well, well we know that's never gonna happen. I, yeah. <laughs> One day all right, you might tell me leave. tell me why. Tell me why a a streaming service television series needs to worry about
2: when a movie releases. Because of time. It takes time, investment. And so It doesn't take yes, there yes, time investment, sure. But
0: again, they don't are they're not relying on opening weekend box office numbers? It doesn't
2: work the same I, I, way. I actually think they are relying on binging numbers for them. I think for the binging. first
0: weekend that it's out, that's not how streaming works. That it, it doesn't. It doesn't work. You're comparing apples to oranges. It's not the same thing.
1: Well, yeah, Moby. All they really care about is how many subscriptions they get. Whether that's that big or today. Who is
0: watching what? The makers of Cobra Kai. But like YouTube as a platform doesn't give a shit. So how much say does YouTube as a platform have on their re- on these release day- and same same with like Netflix, right? Um, how much I think say they have the, a lot of say. They have a lot of say. Well, yeah. I mean, they have a
2: lot of say when stuff drops. Yeah. And my point was going to be how other movie studios don't drop stuff around the Star Wars December release. Oh, of
0: course. I mean that that makes sense. But they're comp- They're literally competing for physical space in theaters. Right. That's why I'm saying it's okay. very different. And and. You can you can apply a bit of that reasoning, sure, but like it's not
2: this. this I direct, almost more compares. want to agree with Marty in how he's saying that you know because it's a day or two earlier than Infinity War. YouTube really just cares about getting those subscriptions, getting those people on board to see it, whether or not yeah. they watch. My my only point is that I wonder if the later episodes, the second half of the season, are going to lose a lot of steam from the non binge watchers.
0: You think people will get through half of it
2: and then just not finish it? Yeah. Jeopardize Cobra Kai season. And four. I realize as I say that how dumb of an argument that sounds because Avenger Infinity Wars is one movie that you're gonna see on one night probably that weekend.
1: Unless you like us.
2: I I don't know. You know what, I, I'm kind of taking a backtrack on this now, but because I'm gonna see it either way, I will be very interested on a personal level seeing what the views are. Oh, wait, I don't think for the premiums they show you the views. I don't think they do either no I it's think that's the, private oh, same okay. with
0: how Netflix holds their own yeah their own numbers
2: their yeah. own so okay, so that's
0: now how much of uh how much of building their subscription base uh YouTube in particular, how much of building their subscription base though is related directly to their YouTube original stuff compared to Netflix, which is all which is well, I guess they also, I, you know, there are substantial Netflix original stuff. So how, how much of how much of those models, these business models that have developed out of these streaming services based upon garnering more subscription?
2: Oh, I, I would say in the case of Cobra Kai, it's super important because of exactly what you said. I mean, it's, it's optional to access the content, whereas for Netflix, it's either you're in or you're out. You have the subscription or you're out. Right. In the case of Cobra Kai, you can see the first two episodes for free, but other than that, you've got to subscribe... And they want Cobra just Kai to be big. The episodes, yes, but not all countries get to purchase like ours do. Oh, I did Only not know a couple that. do. Only a few. Ah. It's like us in Italy. Really? So, yeah. For some reason. Wow. So in a lot of cases, it's it's am Sure, that has us. something to do with our broadcast. Now that's it. Now that's it. They definitely, even though we can piecemeal them, they want us on YouTube Premium. Of course, they want yeah. to subscribe. Totally. To. And so the hope is. They get these people, even if it's on a one month trial, and they do what we did. Now, I we never saw us getting YouTube premium as a trial. We just were so fucking um sick of commercials and we're very heavy YouTube users, you and I. Um or Yeah, well
0: well trial? no, I mean like I took advantage of the premium free trial. Oh, I did too. Right. But and I, that's what sold me on it. Okay. Uh so like that those marketing practices were successful for them. They got a subscription from it because it was so nice not having those ads.
2: Well, and that, and that's what I think is the idea of getting people to subscribe for Cobra Kai is they get these people who subscribe for a free trial. Yeah, I just want to watch this one show. But they find out how convenient it is for the rest of their YouTube use yeah. and like, okay, 12 okay. bucks a month, I'll yeah. just let so it so they start.
0: have... Almost, they have a leg up on Netflix's or Hulu's models, really. Yes, because you get you get it's a multi pronged, it's, it's a multi satisfaction pro. you kind of get. Yeah, I wonder, like Netflix originals, like how many people are, that don't have Netflix are like, "Hey, there's some cool Netflix originals. I'm signing up for Netflix."
1: Either cases uh, at this point, I'm not sure because there there's good originals everywhere.
2: I yeah. know that's the thing.
1: At some point, I think that was a draw. You yeah, know, I Stranger
2: think Things back in the day.
1: Maybe four or that. five years ago, I think you were looking at stuff like House of Cards when that was big and a couple other things that you couldn't really stream anywhere else. There was originals and there was some other stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else. Right. Now, I mean, if you have Hulu in the States or you have Crave TV here, because Crave TV now has HBO.
3: So, uh. you, so you
1: can have Crave TV, HBO. It's 20 bucks a month. Um, I think you get a free month or whatever, right? And you get the entire HBO li- library, Plus Crave TV. And Crave TV has a bunch of Hulu stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you don't need to have Netflix now. No. But I'd still say, I mean, they've still got the monopoly. And and they've still, I'm sure they're still getting people in for those, you know, the occasional thing. But, like, I can't name any in the last couple of years that is a big draw for me anyways.
0: Nothing worth signing up for a subscription-based model f- to watch for a single experience. No. <laughs> no, I mean, there's so much everything out. There's so much content of everything now. Yeah.
1: Right? I mean, yeah. you could have none of these and just enjoy a free YouTube and never be bored for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I will say, uh, I know that lots of arguments. Like, when we were already at your place last weekend, we kind of had this conversation. About, well, why have YouTube premium if predominantly you're using it to avoid the ads and just download an ad blocker? But those ad blockers then make it so those YouTube content creators are not generating the revenue from the videos that you are watching. Yeah. So I would much rather pay the this, this subscription and, you know, they get a chunk of that Absolutely. Than, than not, I think. I don't know. I, and there factors into another point where, well, the benefits of the subscription. Well, there's a lot of issues with YouTube when it comes to the money. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, you know, things rough. can be demonetized for almost nothing. Yes, I know. That is people are heralding the Adpocalypse 2
2: on his on heels it's, it's a really bad thing it is because I feel bad because I, I don't know Leland you can disagree with me if you want you usually do um, but there are content creators on YouTube that are independent that rely on that ad revenue there's a lot that I would much rather not have Cobra Kai and have some of these these people like that uh, I'll plug them Drakenafel that warships guy yeah. that I love to death and post about on my Facebook if it's a choice between him or Cobra Kai, see a Cobra Kai. And wow. what I'm worried wow. is that, that's, honestly.
1: That's big praise from Moby.
2: That is. Because you guys know how much I like Cobra Kai. Right. But that's my point, is that if I get YouTube premium, I want these smaller content creators that I'm watching to still get kickbacks.
0: Yeah, know, totally. totally. I hope they do. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, that actually is a nice segue into my banter. Good. Go ahead. Um, about some censorship. So just to stick on the YouTube thing, which isn't you know this is tangentially related, but I've I watch a, a number of YouTube videos uh, like creators, you know video games or movies or whatever that they they and it's disruptive to as a viewer, they go out of their way to avoid saying specific words because they're afraid that they're gonna get demonetized because this is their living and it's so easily... It's so easy for to be de- demonetized. Uh, it's insane. Like literally, I was watching. Um, I was watching something about the the terrible New Zealand mass shooting, and um, the YouTube creator literally avoided saying the words "mass shooting," mm. like in fear of being flagged by some robot or even some person manually. But some companies, some of these like especially movies companies, have literally hire people to manually go and watch videos and flag. For copyright things, despite you know completely negating fair use laws and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's insane. a lot of fucking terrible shit.
1: Without getting super political, left wing media does that a ton. You know, they yeah. they skirt around words. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like news and stuff, you know, you can't say it's a you can't terrorist. Say it's a terrorist attack. You know, it's it was a shooting. Really? Right. That,
2: that's what huh. surprised me. Some left-wing media, of which I consider the main Canadian broadcaster, a left-wing media source nowadays, I was surprised to see they were not calling the Christchurch thing a terrorist attack. Even though it clearly was, and it, and it was the, by a white supremacists. that is the definition. Is the of definition of terror. He had a manifesto terror. that he was launching that's his insane. own terrorist attack in response to immigration.
0: Well, and now and they wouldn't call it that. And now that's crazy. And now, of course, you know his little uh, subscribe to PewDiePie thing. Have you, you guys heard that? subscribed no. to? Subscribe to no, that that he said it. In his manifest or not, I don't think it was in his manifest. Some, some, somewhere he said the words "subscribe to PewDiePie" because that's like a meme. That's a, I don't know if you're familiar. If i you're familiar, familiar with, with PewDiePie. He's like a, video
1: game. I know about, I know about his uh, like the controversy. Yes, there's, he's gone through a and lot of controversy. A lot of it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, um, a lot of it's blown, blown out of proportion. A lot of it is merited, whatever. That's not. But now he is getting huge blowback from this terrorist shooting and. Using this internet meme that literally you could find across any number, like hundreds of YouTube videos from YouTube content yeah. creators because it's a fucking meme.
1: That logic is like if he had wrote no in his manifesto and then we banned Star Wars. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, like these people that are, you know, for whatever reasons are hating on PewDiePie and like to attack and they're just, it's just fodder. It's just fodder oh, from yeah. these fucking. But
1: that's the outrage culture where everything yeah. is, yeah, the next enemy. Yeah. Right? And
0: it's now it's all it's all PewDiePie's fault. I mean, I, I've never watched any PewDiePie stuff. Uh, no, I've never been a fan.
1: But I've watched right. I've watched the odd thing, and it it's not offensive. That's the thing. It's almost like unoffensive. And, the, <laughs> and but if you're if you're streaming for hours and hours and hours, eventually you're gonna say something vulgar. Because yeah. if you watch me play video games for ten hours, oh boy. I mean, jeez, I would eventually I would go I fallen. would go to jail. So <laughs> I, I get it. You know, and especially if you're playing competitively, you're trying to be funny. I mean, can you imagine trying to be funny for 10 hours? Like, we do this for, like, two hours. I can do
0: it. Like We can't even do it for two hours. I can't hours. do it for no. 30 seconds. <laughs> no, like, I'm old as
1: shit Brutal. Now. This is hard. Brutal.
0: Okay, but now onto my actual okay, character. Yeah. That was a nice tangent. I liked it. So, my censorship, uh, specifically in video games, not something that is at all new to the industry whatsoever. True. But, now that it has affected a game that I want to play and own... As being an ignorant mass, and it directly affects me now. Now I'm going to get mad about it. So, hey, let let us play <laughs> Well, it, huh? okay. So like Sony, Sony specifically now—they in the last like eight to twelve months—they've been kind of rolling out this new like censorship, censorship like process procedure for themselves. Now a lot of uh, like Japanese-based games, their Western releases often and predominantly get heavily censored. Right? I've heard about this. Yes. But now they're targeting specifically even, um, you know, releases within Japan themselves from Japanese studios, and it's, like, getting, uh, like, almost aggressive. Really? Um, specifically, Devil May Cry 5. So I heard I heard about now. a butt crack thing. Yeah, so, Devil May Cry 5 uh, has some nudity, um, general gratuitous gore that the franchise is known and has always had. Sure. Um, same with the nudity, nudity parts. Rated mature game. Yep, I, um, I own it. Yep. yep, and specifically on the PlayStation Four version, uh, a day one update patched it in. So if you have the physical version and don't do the update, you that you won't have this problem. But uh, if you have bought the digital copy, your you know your S O L, it's going to update. Right? They have inserted lens flares over uh, bits of nudity. Um, like there's one uh, the. Uh, one of the main pictures you can find is like Dante is like carrying like a naked Trish and you see her butt and they have lens flared over her butt crack. Uh, like, a yeah. Like, and they're
1: not showing like rear sausage holes or anything here. They're just showing butt crack. Right. You know, she's not spreading them.
2: Everybody right. has
0: one.
1: Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> everybody
0: poops. has one. And, but again, specifically only on the PS4 version.
1: I have the PC version yeah. and they don't censor the butt cracks. However, I did notice that, occasionally breasts don't have nipples which is weird oh
2: yes that is quite weird
1: because most breasts i've seen do
0: have nipples
2: right <laughs> you're quite a connoisseur well and- I, I think what is
0: the biggest surprise to a lot of people is that historically like the playstation 3 vita, the vita like this sony themselves have been a platform for these weird like oh yeah like sexualized this sexual content like
1: they're like yeah, I don't think they've, I've ever felt that they've gone out of their way to be censoring things. I mean, I don't think... So, like, we, we were talking earlier before we started recording about Steam and how Steam really doesn't, or at least was trying not to, censor anything. And now that's kind of blown up in their face a little bit with some controversy. But PS4 and, and Sony, I, I never felt a real issue with it. But now that you're saying this, I wonder what else they've censored. Like,
0: yeah. How Thank bad you. has it gotten? Well, um, so... I don't know what this game is never played it but apparently there's a game called Omega Labyrinth Z and the developer completely cancelled their western release because the changes that Sony was going to impose on it completely like destroyed their vision of this game wow Um, there's this other um, it's like a visual interactive novel Uh, the Japanese game is Noroto Ujoto Noroiko Heart or
1: something I actually Uh, have the picture that means giant heart cock
3: (laughs)
0: <laughs> I have the picture for you guys. Wow. If you can see that, Marty. So, what we're looking at here is uh side-by-side comparison of Ooh. the version of the PC, Switch, and the PlayStation 4. Please it's put a, it in the show notes. It's a blonde woman uh, in a bikini, kind of posed seductively and kind of lifting up her top. She's um, a pretty realistic figure. No, <laughs> no exposed breasts or anything. It's, you know, lots of exposed skin. But on the PS4 version, they have... Put this lens flare, basically, this she's, streak of light over like it's so bad, like eighty five percent of her body. She
1: looks like a burn victim.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's almost more pr- provocative on the PS four version, like because it clearly looks like she is completely nude under there. Maybe that that's actually the is plan. a good point.
2: You got to put this in the show notes, by the way, so listener. Can All right, see it. I, I, yeah, for sure, I'll link this in the show notes. Um, it's an, it's insanity. As a Nintendo oh. fanboy, I'm actually kind of surprised in Sony, like. Nintendo's allowing it. Not this that it's is bad. What, this is what everyone's saying too. It's, like that is of weird. all
0: the pl- of all these companies platforms to be heavy heavy on the censorship size, it's not Nintendo.
1: Nintendo's yeah. been like a sleeper platform for these indie I think games so, man. lately. I think so, I mean, I've been going on their uh, Play Store lately, and it's honestly kind of crazy how many games are they release every single week on the Switch. Wow! It reminds That's me of Steam. Cool.
2: Is a lot of it shovelware, or is like it's, it's just, it's like, just a, lot
1: of indie stuff. a lot of indie stuff? I wouldn't even call it shovelware. I just think it's like hey. Five dollar game, ten dollar game. I mean, they still overpriced the hell out of their first party stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I don't you're so lucky if you ever see a sale on Nintendo games. Oh yeah. My God. Hmm.
2: They know where they make their their cash. Oh yeah. They know. I mean you, th- you think of it, they're I don't want to give on get on a tangent on this, but just you buy three Nintendo first party games, you basically paid for a Switch. So
1: Well you know, we, <laughs> wow. we talked about this in the last couple episodes, but because of all the Patreon subscribers, um, I'm going to Japan soon.
2: That's right. And
1: I will investigate this as part of my tour.
0: Good. Thank Can you me. talk to uh Sony Interactive Entertainment uh, president at Sushi Moriata? Mori- I do Moriata. have
1: an interview planned with uh, Moriata-san. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, know if we're going to get machine. into that, though.
0: And, you know, I have a list of things I'm not allowed to talk yeah, about. He, he's, he's been interviewed before uh, And him specifically being asked on this topic, he said, quote, about it, uh, quote, about the censorship. We tried to meet global standards regarding the balance of the freedom of expression and safety for children. It's a
2: tough problem to deal with, end quote. This is weird because Japan has come so far in this way. Like it used to be like it was there were games we would consider perverted or the West would consider perverted that were not released out here. And right. now, they're the it's a total it, It's a total, so switch. Yeah, it's a total swan. switch,
0: and and it's uh, also the inverse for um, like gore, like uh, Red Dead Redemption Two in Japan. Japanese releases um, are have the the detailed gore system out of it. It's not really. It's not in. in That's
1: pretty typical in Japan, right? I, yeah, right. They're they're more accepting of
0: sexual stuff than right, violence, right? Now, what what I, about this quote? What, okay, one, there's no fucking world standard. The uh, the world standard does not exist, because it is distinctly regulated by regions, especially when you look at a region like China, and the regulations in all forms of media that come into and out of China, for one thing. And secondly, what the motherfuck is the ESRB fucking rating for, then? Yeah, it's rated It's rated M. These games are rated M. Yeah. I wonder, like, what, what...
1: What do they think is going to change, realistically? I don't know. They're just Be- going to get a bunch of uproar. Because is anyone seeing butt crack and going like, wow, that M-rated game had a lot of butt crack, and it said nudity on the back? Right. Oh, but wait, no, there's lens flare on the butt crack. I'm okay with oh, it. Oh, yeah, now. sure,
0: Timmy, my 10-year-old son, you can buy this. It's as if they're
2: trying to beat kind of the lefty outrage over a woman's butt crack being gratuitous or some shit, what they would think. I think the outrage against this
1: is a left-wing outrage against the censorship, honestly.
2: But it's, nowadays, it's usually the lefties that like censorship.
1: And I think in this case, if you went on a, an, on a left-wing video game website, they'd shit on this because yeah. they're censoring their video games. Okay. Oh, you're censoring the, the female form? You're censoring anything? Why?
2: <laughs> Can't win.
1: Well, in some ways, you can. There is a lot of – you know. You could do anything and get you know, shit on nowadays. But I think there's some merit to this. That's pretty stupid.
2: Well, I just it's hope nuts. sooner or later they'll be uh they'll be censoring the udder of the cows in Stardew Valley. So you know. <laughs> they'll or cut out
0: the moves that you get when you're milking them. That's right. No more. That's no. too gratuitous. No more. I don't know, man. I just like I mean, we've talked about the ESRB rating system and you know the move the MPAA or whatever the movie thing is, and how oftentimes arbitrary and ridiculous they are and seem. But like they're there and they're they supposed to be used. hmm Like I don't. I don't understand this circumventing the system that you can't release a game on a console at least without
2: abiding by the an ESRB rating. Well, you're right. Sony's completely circumventing the system in a way to make the system useless. There's like no point if the, yeah, all they're going to do is censor yeah. or change things. Then the ESRB has no point. Yeah. The ESRB, I believe, was created in response to outrage in the early 90s over, you know, games with increasingly better graphics, how they're getting more mature, but not regulated by any sort of...
1: Oh, yeah, you're you're offending, like, you know, the PTC parents, you know, teacher council whatever. And that was the
2: right-wing conservatives back then. Yeah, and that was a big, big issue. But the ESRB, I believe has done their due diligence. I think yes. overall what they consider teen and mature, we would say is more or less correct. I um, agree. So yeah, you're right, Leland. Making it so it doesn't have any purpose. Yeah, it's the same. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Yes, thank you.
0: Point for you, Leland. <laughs> so yeah. Are is we that, ready to move on? Yes. The, was yeah. that, a that was a long-ass fucking three banter. Three <laughs> hours of banter? <laughs> well, I guess I'll throw
1: out the other five pages. Okay. Fine. Thank you. Well, I guess we're on to the first segment. I know I start every episode with a segment, but once again, it's time for the video game variety show, and this segment is called Too Big to Succeed, or was it Too Big to Fail? Too Big to Succeed. succeed. Definitely Succeed. Yeah. and It's a really good name. I, I think it is. I'm glad I came up with it. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Too Big to Succeed. We're talking about some AAA developers, some AAA titles, and... As we've alluded to a few times in the podcast recently, there's been a lot of hub and a lot of bub about some shitty games that have come out recently. Uh, Specifically, a few come to mind. Uh, I'm thinking Fallout 76. Yep. Yep. Probably one of the potential death knells to one of my favorite franchises. A franchise that has somehow managed to not get better at all. As it, from its, be, you know, it's humble, not humble, but, you know, beginnings or so to speak with Fallout 3, it's just gotten worse. Unless, you, well, you could argue New Vegas, but we'll talk about that. Well, you, uh, you
2: explained this all with Leland and I a few episodes ago.
1: Oh, How totally. You and, this. you know, but we'll, we'll get into this stuff a little more in detail. But we're also going to talk about BioWare, who have completely shit the bed now. Anthem with sucks! With Anthem and their last couple releases. What are they doing? Brutal. He's looking at a few other developers, like Konami, who I think their last big, big title, at least in the Metal Gear franchise, was Metal Gear Survive, which was a zombie survival spinoff on the Metal Gear 4, uh, game or Metal Gear 5 game, The Phantom Pain, taking the the base assets and making a survival horror game. First of all, they're so behind, because they should have made a battle a battlegrounds yeah, or whatever. Yeah, what a, what a game. bunch of idiots. Yeah. They went back to zombie co-op shooter. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. Um, but we will talk about some good things. There's some good, some good ones out there. Some good news. Um, specifically, I'm going to touch on uh, Rockstar Games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have some thoughts. And I'm going to touch on Capcom a little bit as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, Moby did point out that way back in episode 23, we... Had a segment of a and variety segment called "Death of AAA." Now this is very related, but it's almost kind of the other side of the coin. Uh, in that in that episode, we were really talking about the space that indie games had had crept into and, and kind of almost taken over uh, as far as uh, the market share of AAA versus versus indie titles. You know, this kind of plays in very well with that and can maybe also explain why that is a thing still and continues to be a thing.
1: Oh, I think it's definitely related to why the uh, indie games have taken off the way they have. Right. I'm going to start with Bioware. Because I used to love Bioware. I I think the Mass Effect series is probably one of my favorite franchises out of the late late 2000s, early 2010s. Mass Effect 2, specifically, one of my favorite games of all time. Top 5 maybe, top 10 for sure. And now... I think ever since Dragon Age 3, Inquisition. Inquisition, yeah. And did you play Inquisition, Leland?
0: Yeah, I played a bit of it.
1: So it was boring as fuck.
0: Yeah, I, I think I got a solid 10 or 15 hours of it and then just stopped.
1: Now, with the other Dragon Age games, I wanted to like replay them and like see the other sides of the story and stuff. I played this one and I finished it. It was a slog. It was just like a grinding RPG slog. And it was not the typical Bioware experience. And it was just not... For me, it was it was a letdown in that franchise. And it has not gotten better since then. It, they went from that to Mass Effect Andromeda, which completely shit on yeah. the history of Mass Effect and the development and everything.
0: And resulted in Bioware Montreal closing. Being, yes. Being
1: closed. They closed a half their studio. Um, and now we get a game that is trying to jump on this new recent bandwagon of, like, smaller online... Like, instead of an MMORPG, it's like an MMORPG light with shooting aspects, right? And you have, like, these games like Destiny, and they're all Destiny
0: spinoffs at this point. They totally are. Anthem is, re- is intensely a ripoff of Destiny. Yes. and Just Even as, as boiled down right to the art style and, and aesthetics of the world. It's all. It's oh, the same. Fucking for sure, it's the same,
1: it's the same fucking same ideas. Bed. And they're releasing a half. If that's being, this is that being, being nice, Yeah, that's incredible. Maybe generous. a quarter finished game with the promise, and Fallout 76 did this. That down the road we're gonna fix this.
2: Man, that fucking pisses me off. I, I sorry, just continue. I'm biting my tongue, but I
1: no. I it should piss you off because eighty dollars CAD, you know, ain't cheap for no. 30, for a full price game.
2: But, but you're not getting a full price game anymore. You're not getting the full game. You're getting the full price. You ain't the getting the full is, game. <laughs> where this pisses me off is you know, we're all in our 30s. We remember the days games were still, you know, 70, 80 bucks when we were kids, but you got a fully complete game always. There, there was no such thing. Like expansions would add more, but they don't actually complete the game, which is what they do nowadays. And I told you guys before I came in, I was like, "Uh, you know, I don't know if I can contribute on this segment too much. But I said, well, the one thing I can bring up is Civilization VI, which I play a lot of on the PC. And this, and, and by the way, the Civ series going back the last five years, this is exactly what you're talking about, what they do. They release a skeleton of a game for full price, and then they make you buy multiple expansions that are like 60 or 70 bucks. Sooner or later, it's costing you like over $200 to get a full game. It's becoming common
1: practice and I'm starting to wonder if we're just not paying enough for the game like these games like and I and I know it sounds ridiculous maybe but the ga- the price in games really hasn't gone up that much in the last 10 years considering the price of other things.
2: Oh, I, I would say that goes back like 20, 15, 20 years. I think you might Price be right, because up. I remember maybe some
1: very bucks. expensive PS2 games. Right. Yes. You know, I think like 80 90 maybe even $100 oh, at some point. Oh, easy
2: in $80 range, and I could give specific examples. So I I think you might be onto something there, but is inflation to the point where it should be maybe 80 to 90 or or $100 for a complete game? Not 200 bucks?
1: No, I and I go. think I'd almost be accepted, and it's a little off topic, but... You know, $100 for a game that's fucking completed. Yes. I could almost accept. And I'm talking about a game that I'm going to be able to play for a month and not be fucking tired of it. Now, not every game's that way. That's the other thing. But not every game needs to be $100 either.
0: Hmm. I get what you're saying. You know, a game like... D- some some type of entity that is measuring the value of your game bef- for, before it hits retail.
1: Well, for example, so... Because
0: the... The companies aren't going to do that themselves. That's that's the
1: other thing. They're all they're going to release them all at that price, of course. And so I'm thinking of a game like Devil May Cry Five versus a game like Red Dead Redemption Two. Both AAA titles, both come from AAA developers, both have a long development cycle, both um, have many people working on it. You know, you have people doing mocap recording, blah 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 blah. But a game like Red Dead Redemption Two, you know. They work on it for five years, probably cost... I mean, this is an extreme example because it, I'm sure it costs them hundreds of millions of dollars to make it, but a game like that is going to last you a month to six months depending on how much you get out of the online or how, much you, how slow you are or whatever, right? A game like Devil May Cry might take you a weekend if you don't feel like replaying it, if you're right. not a completionist, and at that point, do you wonder like, should I be paying the same price for these things? Because we, we go to a movie, we pay the same price for Infinity War that we pay to go see Frozen or whatever. Like they're the same thing, they're different genres, but we pay the same price. Or you know, maybe one movie's an hour longer. I mean that that doesn't really. I mean that doesn't really make sense. But
0: <sighs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. I understand the point that you're trying to make but just like like that's that's just like impossible to to me again it always seems we come back to this every single time it's on the consumer now i yes really really want to play DMC5 but i'm not going to go out and pay full price for it because i know what type of game it is right I mean, and you I, know
1: and you know it'll be half price in 3 months
0: exactly exactly so are they again this this also comes down to the metrics that they're using obviously they're it boils down to the amount of money they make. So, are they are they hurting themselves by not offering their product at reduced prices to incentivize for more people to buy it upon release, mm-hmm. as opposed to getting it? And even keep, if I and and, yeah. and I walk in in three months to an EB Games or GameStop and I buy a used copy, that's not giving Capcom fucking
2: shit. True. That is straight to the pocket of GameStop. So. I, I I think the solution is on the line that you kind of hinted at. I mean, I think if you, you know, maybe this is naive of me saying, but I think you're honest as a company. I would love to see a company just release a statement before their upcoming AAA title saying the industry's changed. You know, we don't have the ability to release something that fully completes our vision on launch. Instead, we're going to launch this game for 50 bucks, within the next year you can expect uh, you know a more completing expansion for another 40 if they were up front like that i'd go okay
1: i have an example of one game um, hellblade senua's sacrifice yep they released that at 39.99 and it's a i wouldn't call them a triple a developer i call them more of like a double a developer um, they've made a couple larger titles that were moderately successful but they don't have the huge backing of some of these large companies. They knew this game was only about eight hours long. And they put a ton of time into it. It looks phenomenal. It plays well. It has a great story, etc. But it's not worth $80. And they said it wasn't worth $80. They said, we feel like this is half the length of a typical AAA single player game. So we'll release it at half the price. Yeah.
2: That I respect. I respect yes, that it is too. Interesting. But
0: you also have to... Uh, that. Is, yes, that is great but it is out of, still out of context especially when you compare them that developer uh, what what's, who do you know the name of the developer i, I don't even know i
1: forget it off the head. but again
0: not a not a huge AAA developer but you compare that to games that come out of ea games who are dependent to their shareholders whereas yeah. this smaller double developer is not
2: okay I'm i agree assuming, I'm i, assuming, I right? totally agree so, yeah
0: yeah, the, yeah there's a yeah. lot of fucking different things that that Again, it boils down to fucking money and and greed is unfortunately, yeah. but that's consumerism.
1: And I think EA Games is probably the biggest offender in all of this. Oh, yes. um, you know, we're lo- I, like a lot of these things on my list are owned by EA Games. Yeah, uh, Bioware is owned by EA Games. Yep. Um, I actually have a list of companies EA Games has murdered over the last ten years or so. All
2: uh, right, it's a long list. I it it came straight from a funeral, so let's just continue the theme.
1: You know. I didn't write them all because some of them I thought, you know, they, they were not as well known. But I'd say I, I left out about 10 or 15. Um, but a couple that I didn't even realize they killed. And they were games that we used to play and they're gone and we don't see them anymore. And EA games, just there you go, bye bye. You know, there's, there's a couple. The big one that comes to mind for me is Visceral Games.
0: Yeah. And so, we, we talked about that one during the RE2 review.
1: So <sighs> Visceral Games was, yeah, it was. It was part of EA at one point, and then it got rebranded its own studio, and it didn't make enough money, according to their metric. I have a quote from the the head of EA, essentially, and, well, sorry, the quote was actually from Heavy.com in relation to what happened. It was, the game was one of the first to employ the controversial practice of incorporating free-to-play elements into full-price games in order to get players to spend more money on microtransactions. Many agreed that the game was inferior to its predecessors, with the microtransactions being a common complaint. The game failed to meet sales expectations, with EA's Frank Gabo saying that the game needed to sell 5 million copies in order for the franchise to survive.
0: And that was in in regards to Dead Space 3, was it not? Dead Space 3. Yes, it was.
1: The studio was eventually shut down in 2016 after development of a new Star Wars title, and... They were developing a Star Wars spin-off game. It was like a single-player Star yeah, Wars game yeah. with uh, Amy Henning, who was a uh, director of Uncharted previously. Yeah. And they brought her in. And this has to do with EA as well. It in, does, yeah. And because, licensing. Yeah. And also the Frostbite engine. The Frostbite engine is apparently incredibly difficult to develop anything except for a first-person shooter on, oh,
0: and they force
1: every game made with by EA to use the Frostbite engine.
0: Oh boy!
1: So all these games that have been having these issues—that's wow. a big reason. That's actually right. that's actually why Mass Effect Andromeda looked like shit. Part of it. Wow. Um, the other part is that they had very less experienced team working yes. on a yeah. already established IP, right. and they didn't really know how to deal with it. <laughs> But yeah, that's a big part of it. So they ended up scrapping this and just saying bye bye to Visual Games, and they actually incorporated them into, uh, I think it was their, I think it was like their mobile studio or something. Like they just went, okay, you're making mobile games now. Like whoever was left, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do that a lot.
0: And I think that is a, as we address more and more of these studio closures, I mean, it is a thing to keep in mind. Like it's not like all those people are going to be out of jobs, right? Oftentimes they do get shifted into other departments and. and under other umbrellas sometimes yes but like it's not just like oh great visceral's done and you know 400 people are, are out of the job
1: well at one point um i was reading that ea i think it was around 20 2009 or so around that time they actually did end up i think closing about seven or so studios at the same time it was a lot Oof. of studios i think it was like 1500 jobs they were wow. just like all right gotta cut costs that's brutal. and i get it business is business but that's pretty harsh. Yep. You know, and and for something that is primarily an artistic endeavor for these people, you know, they're getting cut off by big business and that's that sucks.
0: Yeah, because these astronomical numbers that some figurehead has come up with that they need to make in their projections, they're not making because you can't possibly make those projections
1: no uh, a game like dead space is not going to sell like a game like call of duty no and that was the expectation they thought we have a call of duty their their literal thought was we have a call of duty franchise now so let's make it like call of duty let's release it every year let's make our big bucks off of it you know every year or two maybe but that's not it's not the same thing a does not equal b in this case
0: that's right and call of duty is one-dimensional true those they're they're one-dimensional games right
1: well, and they have their fan base. You're going to have a couple of those titles that, ha- that are going to sell big, you know, these online shooters. Obviously, now there's a lot more competition in that market, taking away from specifically Call of Duty and Battlefield. But they thought this was going to be like another Battlefield for them. Yeah. Because, you know, that's EA's big thing with DICE. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these studios now are actually being what the remnants are actually being used to make expansions and stuff just for the Battlefield games. Hmm. That's their purpose. So, uh, Black Box Studios—they got rid of Black Box Studios. They—they uh, they were like um, Need for Speed and all those games. Okay. They—they they canned that whole studio. I think I think they still make Need for Speed games, but they killed the studio that invented them. So they took the IP away, basically, and just disintegrated them. DreamWorks Interactive. Do you remember mm. that? I do. I do. They were Medal of Honor. Wow. So they—they wow. <laughs> they actually bought them in like. It was early on. It was in the early 2000s, I believe. It might have even been, like, 1997. And they ended up uh, trying to make that into, like, a Call of Duty franchise, too. Yeah. Didn't work. So, uh, there's no Medal of Honor games nowadays. <laughs>
3: no.
1: They just, they can them. They got rid of them. Yeah. Um, Maxis, that's a big one.
3: Yeah.
1: SimCity. Oh, interesting. They, uh, they actually bought them in 1997. They, because they were starting to dwindle down, like the SimCity games weren't really selling except for the original SimCities. Yeah. Then they, then the Sims came out, you know, obviously made a bajillion dollars off the Sims. And uh, then all of a sudden the studio just started bleeding money. Uh, I guess Spore wasn't very successful. And they just said, ah, screw it, we'll, we'll just get rid of you. And they ended up absorbing it. Um, and that seems to happen a lot with EA. They just kind of absorb these companies into like another, into EA West or EA East. hmm And this is where I think, is it really like, can you really blame them in some ways? Because it is a money thing, right? Like, I mean, if they're losing money, they're going to have to do something. They can't just lose money. But is it, are the expectations so ridiculous? Or are they really losing a ton of money? I, I don't know.
0: Well, even if, regardless of which of those two options it tends to be, they have bloated themselves to either one of them. Yes. So it is still on them, and if they need to, you know, at some point, someone's got to say like, "Hey, wow, this overhead is mm-hmm. unfeasible. We, we uh, can't keep yeah. doing this. Like, what are we doing?"
1: I think you're correct because I, I look at Nintendo, and Nintendo has these first party developers, but they have a few of them. They have some strong ones. I'm mean, like, they have misses, obviously, but they don't have a hundred like at once. Zelda
0: game?
1: Yes, every every. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck you! Every
1: Zelda game's bad. Yeah, Leland's gonna take that and just keep like play that
0: on repeat. I'm dying on that hill. Yeah. Every
2: Zelda game's bad. Every Zelda, Zelda game's <laughs>
0: bad. That's <laughs> what that's what puts me to sleep at night. Yeah, that's right. He just puts it on loop on his iPod. His at, own voice. At the gym. But in bed. Now I have to boycott Sony because they're getting censored. I'm gonna have to move back to micro, uh, back to Xbox. I'm wow. gonna have to get the next Xbox next generation.
1: The next box. The next box.
0: There we go. <laughs> that's As honestly, that's actually a good game. It may come to that point. Like, oh, seriously, like, that's insanity.
1: Join the PC Master Race, bro. Oh, they yeah. Ha- they have Microsoft games on them. I
0: forgot that You can was play
1: an every option. Xbox game on PC I now. I forgot that was an option. Yeah.
0: All right, that's the next step. Yeah. It was going to have to happen.
1: PS4 just has so many exclusives. It's just that they're all censored now. <laughs>
0: I know it doesn't make any sense.
1: All the uh, zombie things in the Last of Us Two have rainbows all over them now.
0: <laughs> Instead of blood, it's rainbows. <laughs> Jesus. More yeah. closures? Are you, oh, do you that. Have more so, I, yeah, that, some of the bigger I, ones.
1: Um, those are some of the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, oh, pandemic games as well. Oh yeah. Um, they were the ones that made the mercenary titles. Like yeah. Mercenaries. Yeah. Um, they also. Oh, this one. This is awesome. They were. They had the Star Wars issue as well. So, they made the original Star Wars Battlefront games.
0: Yeah.
1: EA acquired them. Whole uh, issues with licensing and all that. So, they were 99% done Star Wars Battlefront 3. And they just kiboshed the whole thing.
0: That is crazy.
1: you imagine that?
0: That would have been a real good seller.
1: Years of your life.
0: That was a popular franchise.
1: You're going to make, you know, big bucks off this game. It's Star Wars. Battlefront was a big series at the time. Um, And, yep. Nope.
0: Can the whole thing. Well... Honestly, though, like you, you, when you look at a game like Anthem in production for six fucking years, there is no way it took them from ground to end a product six years to develop. You know, somewhere during that process, the entire thing got scrapped and they had to work from zero. Of course it did.
1: That like, happens all the time. Yeah, of course. I mean, think about uh, RE4. RE4 went through like four, three, at least three iterations before it became RE4. Yeah. And one of those became Devil May Cry which is right. pretty cool right that um cool. and that's normal and you hear about that later sometimes i can't imagine what we're going to hear about anthem a year down the road yeah no kidding
0: well honestly though that games being released not finished i mean goes even uh far back diablo 3 is a perfect example for yeah, 2012 totally exact same thing it took them literally two years until they uh, managed to develop their first expansion that they released and fixed everything, yep. and they're the exact same problems that literally every other looter and shooter type of game is having and continues to have upon release. Yeah, poor loot rapes, uh, difficulty challenges, microtransactions, microtransactions. It's just it's the same shit that's been going on for almost a fucking decade already. At least yeah. it's insanity.
1: You know, there's we we could get back to that too. I want to touch on Bethesda a little bit. All right, and <laughs> I know you. It's a It's not a touchy subject for Leland at all, so, you know, don't get... You'll have to force yourself to get upset on this one. Yeah, you're right. I will muster up some energy for this one. Yeah, Yeah. as John said, there's always a, uh, you know, a Leland rant, and this this might be it. We
0: come for the Leland rant. Yeah,
1: we all come for the Leland rant. You know... I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no one invited you. But you stay for it. (laughs) So... I really loved the Bethesda games in the mid-2000s. You know, I, I think the problem is is they, they peaked in, like, 2007. You know, like, for me, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, which isn't even Bethesda, was no. made by Obsidian, Obsidian which is yeah. kind of hilarious. Obsidian seems to make the best fr- games of all of these companies' franchises.
3: Yeah.
1: But the other big one was, uh, obviously, Skyrim was huge for them. But th- the big one for us was Oblivion at the time. They haven't changed at all had the graphics have barely changed the artwork is bland the gameplay is very samey. not just in the game itself but from game to game
0: yeah oh the environments are the exact same
1: <sighs> they you know it, it was pretty revolutionary in 2006 to have these generated environments where they could you know make these huge worlds pretty e- easily like you could almost procedurally generate the environment pretty cool now though like it looks fake. It looks like shit. It doesn't look like it's been made with love. And, and I think when you have these games that have serious art styles, that, or not serious, but like dedicated art styles, and then you have games like Fallout 76, which have not evolved the franchise at all. They've devolved it.
0: Oh, yeah. Took a <sighs> step way back.
1: You know, and, and not just in terms of the problems, but just in terms of like the love and the attention put into it. That hurts. That hurts a series. That hurts a company. And I don't know if some of these companies care because are st- are they are they really losing
2: money at this point?
1: Do they? How do they? How are we going to make it so they stop this? Because if they're going to keep making money, they're going to keep doing it.
2: We just can't buy the product. We have to do what Leland is trying to do
1: with Avatar. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not going to see Avatar. <laughs> It's well, working. No but, more,
1: av- yeah. They haven't been they an haven't,
0: Avatar sequel since. Know. <laughs> it
1: took wow. him like ten years. If you had gone, Leland, seven times like oh everyone my God, else we'd did, we'd be on Avatar nine by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron's waiting. He's like, I'm waiting for Leland to see it. Sorry, buddy, you ain't getting a penny. me unless
0: you make another Terminator, Terminator. Or, uh, well, he is. Going he to be is. Terminator. He's gonna be doing nothing on it. I guarantee you He's, he's directing put, it They're he's, putting his yeah. name on it And he's not gonna have A single fucking thing To do with it But he's the director he's He will not it. end up Being the fucking director but I, I heard Is he, it in production yet? It is It is it, Are they fil- Shooting it currently? Okay Principal, You're sounding Principal like a conspiracy photo- theory. Are they currently
2: Shooting it? I think they actually are <laughs> You are full of shit No I think they are Are you or are you Not a member of The communist party? <laughs> 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 You're like, like going full McCarthy. I'm
1: 60% sure he's at least touched one of the cameras on set. Yes. We'll see. Not when it was on set, we'll but before see. it went to set.
2: Okay, so
0: what? So if it's bad, then am I right?
1: You're never right. <laughs> have you seen Alita Battle Angel? The best no. movie of the year?
3: I've
0: ne- heard mixed ne- things up.
1: Neither have I. My uh, wife liked it. Oh, good for her. I know. <laughs> Maybe we should have her on to talk about it. <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe if I ever leave, you can have my wife on.
0: Okay. All right. Deal. Get that writing.
1: That'll put butts in seats. <laughs> What's next? Oh my god. Oh, Are know. we done
0: this? Do you want to still continue to bitch them Fallout 76?
1: You know, I was hoping you'd chime in with a couple Fallout Seventy Six tidbits.
0: Well, hey, I can if we want to go through what they've been doing wrong with this game, I, we can we can do it. I mean it's starting with these Garbage, overpriced special editions that don't deliver the advertised products, and that's what that's what that's what all of this that's what this entire segment can boil down to. You are not getting as advertised. Yes, mm-hmm. you are getting you are being ripped off. Right. I mean, fall seventy six the that fucking uh, nuka dark rum that they sold. Um, you know the picture displays this uh, you know rocket bottle, but that. Is actually just the plastic case that the regular bottle comes in, yeah. And it's like, what is going on? And all these glitches from people being able to find their way into the uh, developers' playroom where they test all these weapons, and literally taking the weapons into the actual game and selling them on eBay. Which, how can eBay let you sell digital? Why are you people selling digital know. things on eBay for one thing? To to glitch uh, to bans for people. Uh, in a game that is a game franchise that is notoriously modded by the community and those mods are then adopted by Bethesda themselves to fix their fucking games for them because they are released broken, banning these people that just want to play this game that they paid 60 MSRP for and they're willing to work and, to fix it. And the, Yes, and the, these mods are just or fixing uh, ratio aspects so they can actually see the game instead of this crazy narrow field, tunnel vision field of view to, you know, fixing glitches, infinite item glitches that... Oh, my goodness. It's just... It's <laughs> insanity. It's another subject, but it's amazing how
1: many things mods fix on PC. Yeah. In all these... Like, I've played so many games now on PC that are basically ship broken with no promise of fixing them, at least for the PC port. Yeah. Because a lot of times they're not really dealt with in-house either. You know, they stick the same game on PC and go, ah, I hope it works. And it doesn't oh, because it doesn't work that way. You have to actually, you know, tinker with it a bit. Yeah. So then someone has to mod it. I got a game, uh, near Automata, and you can't run it properly without the mod. It doesn't have a full screen.
0: <laughs> what?
1: It, it, it only works windowed. Oh.
0: So I can play a... Wi- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the weirdest like bug ever. Right? Like that's
1: just lazy.
0: <laughs> like,
1: wow. like that's when you turn it on. Like, how far did they get? <laughs> they turned it on and went, Oh, this wow. is too much work. <laughs> and it's a full price fucking game. So uh, yeah, you gotta run a full mod that's essentially like that we fix everything in this game mod.
0: Yeah, PC master race my ass. just to Hey, just at least say. they fix
1: it. The the master race is the people who fix it. Okay. Not not the really good. people. That's a good point. So, yeah, Bethesda's having problems. We, I think we can agree to that. Yeah. I mean, they're next... Everyone's having
0: problems. I Let's think... Have Activision's pro- Activision, EA, Bethesda... Well, okay, I want to hear about some of this Konami stuff. What do, you, what do you have to say about Konami? My
1: biggest problem with Konami is they shot themselves in the fucking foot. So, they have so much negative press on themselves with the whole uh, Hideo Kojima thing. Yeah. And now they have the Metal Gear franchise, which is truly Hideo's, you know, baby. Mm-hmm. And he's not there to oversee anything anymore. They pushed him to so far by making him make so many of these damn games. I mean, he said, point blank, he's like, I don't want He's like, I want to make small games. I want to make different things. You know, they forced him pretty much to oversee all these games. And then when it wouldn't go his way, you know, it w- he couldn't have his artistic vision with the last game. They eventually just said, "All right, we're done with you." You know, took them off the final. You know, just let them streamline the end of it. And you played it. I mean, it's yeah. a half finished game again. It, it,
0: yeah, it is you know? unfinished. It is an unfinished game.
1: It's it feels weird, and, and
0: it's it could have incredibly been incredibly disappointing.
1: It could have been one of the best games because of because it is
0: almost there. Like yes. it is, it is weirdly, in a, it is in a league of its own as far as the unfinished releases, right? Like, oh, it yeah. is far and above of 76 and Anthem within the comparison It's the, the most polished, of unfinished game I've ever played. 100%, totally.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're so <laughs> weird.
0: It's almost like it's new... It, this is, like, becoming a new genre, for Christ's sake. Like, what the fuck is happening?
1: I could compare it in a way to Red Dead Redemption 2 just by the amount of detail put into that game. Yeah. And yet, it's almost like they just... I, I, I couldn't even imagine playing a Red Dead 2 that was like that. Where it was like, ah, oh, we got three quarters of the way done. Nah. Just, uh, we'll just end it here. Kind of was like a what if. <laughs> I mean, for me, like... Well... Uh, maybe so- down the road we'll review Red Dead, but Red Dead, the last 25% just cinches that game together and you're like, wow, that was the experience.
3: Hmm.
1: Whereas Melgar Gear Solid five Phantom Pain, the last 20% makes you just leave deflated
0: right because the last 20 percent is the 60 to 80 percent mark <laughs> like you think, yeah like, like, literally, there isn't the last 20 percent of this game you get halfway through and it's <laughs> starting to ramp up and then it ends and then all of a sudden yeah it's like what the fuck
1: there it is literally two-thirds finished
0: yeah that's so funny that we we have discussed on multiple occasions that that game needed a third area for that, one thing oh it feels like it's actually it feels like they didn't put it
1: in right right because literally the ending of the game is like a, a takeoff point for what should be the last act. And it never happens. Yeah. It feels like three like three acts makes sense and there's two. Yeah. 100%. And it's obvious that they just went, eh, we ran out of money. So frustrating.
0: Well, and speaking of Hideo, Hideo Kojima, his new game coming out, like uh, with this, this Sony censorship, like a lot of people are concerned about what's going to happen to his game. Yeah, that
1: is a big concern. Yeah, right.
0: Like talk about like like you said like yeah. his, these are his are like artistic creations and expressions. Because this is a weird as fuck. Game. Yes, exactly. You got I, fucking Norman Reedus walking around with a fetus in a tube. Like I honestly, what? yeah, nobody does not know d- this.
1: It kind of looks like Breath of the Wild meets like Silent Hills. It's really weird. Like you're looks, just okay. You're That's watching weird, like man. I don't even know what the gameplay is yet. No, I. That's I'm just I've just watched like climbing. He's just climbing with this like thing on his back and like. And it's Norman Reedus? Norman Reedus is, the, I think, the main character. Yep. Might it looks I like him. So,
0: yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh,
1: and um, the uh, Hannibal... Mads Mikkelsen. He's in it. That's, wow. right. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is insane. It's weird. <laughs> Fingers crossed it, like, doesn't get, you know... Yeah. Canned. Is there going to be an exclusive? Like a Sony yeah, oh, exclusive? yeah. Yeah, okay. it's Sony exclusive. So, yeah. what how what studio is he is it like his own thing now i think he it's a it's
1: obviously a stony backed studio i don't know if if it's called something um i'm not sure honestly Hmm. um but he is basically just his own thing yeah yeah it's the hideo kojima show yeah yeah and rightfully so he can make some good fucking games earned it yeah oh for sure so yeah you know i do have some good examples about some of these triple a you know franchises and companies that I think they're they get it um we all know I love Hari re- 2 remake but can you really think of a recent AAA title that they don't sh- they don't rape you over the coals with all these uh, is it rape or is it rake rake okay good <laughs>
2: <laughs> you rape you over the coals <laughs> as,
1: as said I said it I thing. thought that sounds way worse than it should be um <laughs> yeah well, they do neither. And, <laughs> you know, they give you a complete game. They give you some stuff you can you can buy extra. Whether or not you think it's worth the price, that's arguable. But it has nothing to do with the gameplay. You know, you can pay for the original soundtrack, for example. You can pay for a couple different uh, outfits. Yeah. But you get a whole bunch in the game. It's not like you get none. You know, you can unlock parts of the game. And you can't pay for anything that you can unlock. They're separate.
0: It's... And that game in particular, like, it's not, you're not playing the game for customizability. No. Like, for the customization. But, <laughs> it's not like Anthem. But yet,
1: you have a game like um, Dead or Alive, The I think it's the fifth one coming out. It's a fighting franchise, right? Um, I think it's
2: actually number six.
1: Yeah, it might be number six, I think it's yeah. number six. So... Do you know about this, Moby, Dead or Alive?
2: No, not the sixth one.
1: No. So um, you, you've heard of the series? It's oh, kind yeah, of, like, yeah, I know the series. Buxom girls. Yeah, Buxom yeah, girls, yeah. they fight. Blah, blah, blah. Or um, play volleyball. Now, I guess a big part in the series is customizing your fighter's outfits. Apparently, the last one had, uh, all said and done, it was like close to $1,000 of DLC just for outfits. Wow. <laughs> $1,000. And I think they were releasing them in... At, I think it's either the new one or the old one. I, I'm sorry that I'm not 100% on this, but um, they're releasing them in like essentially like season pack chunks. So you couldn't even buy like what you wanted. You had to buy the, like the pack and oh, the yeah. pack was it's like, like 100 you a bucks. TV package. Yeah.
2: Wow. Can you imagine. That's brutal.
1: I need 38 bikinis stat.
2: <laughs> you know the irony is you want to pay for less clothing and so you keep paying for less and less and less with that game. That's kind of funny. Yeah, you're paying a lot
1: for very little technically. Right. Yes
2: um <laughs> this is so stupid that's meta it is stupid <laughs> it is stupid you know dlc in general is stupid if it is a core part of the game it should always be bonus extras in my opinion yeah and anytime it crosses that line well you know,
0: it I, I look at it's very similar to like board game expansions uh you can very clearly tell when a board game is created and then six months later an expansion is released that they developed both at the same time but held off on mm. including the expansion in the core game yes you can mm-hmm. same thing with video games you can, you can tell all the time you tell you can like why why did we not get this
1: well, six months ago and like, that, that's my thing with capcom right now is that they are releasing finished products and they had extra stuff they released later, like their little uh, free DLC. You know, like the yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just little, little the extra little, missions, little extra gameplay missions. Yeah. They're fun. You know, you could give them, give take them or leave them, depending on how far the game goes with you. I obviously took them, and you know, <laughs> took they're over the coals. Oh, I, right over those coals. <laughs> I took them so hard. Um, <laughs> you know, they're free. You don't yeah. need them. They're free. They're there. Here we gave you this, and yeah, I mean, for anyone who at that point goes, "Well, why weren't there in the initial release?" Well, okay, you could argue that if you really wanted to, but my God, they were free, so who cares? They kept developing it. They tried to work out the bugs. At the end of the day, that's a finished game, and that's what these games should be. DMC Five, Devil May Cry Five, same thing. It's a finished game. It looks good. There's minimal bugs, and censorship aside. It's a finished product. Right. And that's what the problem is.
0: Well, and you know, like, the difference uh, with Capcom is, like, they Capcom is not trying to jump on the hype of these type of games that are popular, right? They're not out there trying to develop these Battle Royale...
1: No, they're sticking to their initial, you know, um, artistic vision. Right. I mean, RE2 is a remake of the original that... They didn't add a tacked-on multiplayer mode. They tried doing this. Don't get me wrong. Like, like Capcom has done this in the past. Yeah. Yeah. They went really far in the wrong direction. to a point where, at one point, they thought that the Resident Evil series would go in two ways. You know, they were going to have Revelation series be the standard survival horror, and then they were going to think, oh, we're going to make these wacky, you know, action, you know, adventure games, that they shit the bed, it's made no money, and they re- rewrote their own book. They yeah. went back to the beginning. And...
0: Because they knew they couldn't do it correctly.
1: Well, and they knew they knew they were alienating their, their player base. Yeah. And Devil May Cry 5, same thing. I mean, the uh, Devil May Cry remake had a lot of detractors. They yeah. didn't like that they stepped away from the original vision, gave it to a different developer. I've watched some stuff on it. I haven't actually played. I, I played a demo of it, but I can understand their argument with it. The The remake kind of poo-poos the original in a lot of ways. Um, they make Dante look a little bit like... A, Emo girl and like, you know, they, <laughs> there's actually a my favorite scene that people hate is there's a scene where he's so Dante in the original game so is like uh I don't think you've really pl- you've never played but I it? know who Dante looks yeah but he's like. got like yeah the gray hair long gray hair or white hair I guess yeah. and uh, in the remake he's got he's like got shorter black hair and at oh. some point a wig la- lands on him and it's like this gray wig and he's like not in a million years and throws it off. <laughs> And then, like, five years later, they're, like, going back to the original game. Uh, So that's the big meme. It's like, not in a million years. How about five?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) That is funny.
1: So, you know, they knew that, and they went back to what was garnering them a a large fan base in the beginning. Right,
0: And that actually brings me to another point I wanted to make, uh, specifically with Rockstar, where, yeah, the uh, great, immense uh, success of their single-player campaign, Red Dead Redemption 2... But the Red Dead Redemption Online has just as many problems upon release as all of these other online games are having. The, the uh, Fall of 76 syndrome, there's just nothing to do in it. It's an empty world. Um, mm-hmm. What else do I have written down here? Uh, yeah. The intense, like, like the poor economies in the game, like item economy, Just it's a grind to get anything without having to uh, pay succumb to, to these microtransactions. Pay-to-play. Right, the pay-to-play stuff. It's, it's all the same stuff. But they have this whole other business that is their mainstay now i have heard though a lot of people uh as successful as gta online is it was and still is that a lot of people are not much of a fan of it because it was the reason like there was there is no single player dlc for gta 5 that was that ever released
1: nor will there be any for uh Red red dead redemption and i think i'm okay with that because red dead redemption is a complete game yeah that you don't need anymore
0: Right. Um, I would, again, not having played Red Dead yet, posit that the narrative structure in Red Dead is way more significant than any narrative structure in a Grand Theft Auto game. So the Grand Theft Auto series itself would land much more easily to DLC as compared to Red Dead Redemption Two.
1: People would argue that because some people really like the Grand Theft Auto stories, I have lost interest in them. Well, I never recently. played five.
0: Um, I didn't get it. Through, didn't get through four.
1: I don't feel like there's any, like, emotional series, poignancy or anything or, like, nuance to the Grand Theft Auto games for the yeah. most part. I mean, even play, go, as, going back to, I mean, it was a bit of a tangent, but going back to Vice City, it's a cool game. Oh, Vice City's awesome. But do you really care about Tommy Versetti as, yeah. like, a, as a evolving character? Or do you care about him because he's a fucking awesome badass? Right. Exactly. Right? It's and the that's, the latter, obviously. you know, and that's fine. And, and a game can be that. Um, whereas games like, say, you know, you're looking at something like Red Dead, it's trying to kind of get those feels you get from like the last of us, you yeah. know, it takes you on a bit of more well, of an emotional rollercoaster. Maybe i
0: argue then in the current age of games, can a AAA still be that former that, oh, this character is just like badass. Devil May Cry 5. He doesn't need any growth.
1: Devil May Cry 5.
0: Okay. But how do you measure the success of that particular protagonist model then i think i think
1: a game can be either as long as it's a good game
2: i i'd, I'd throw re2 right out there at you i don't, I don't think claire leon go through any character development not at all it takes it's it's pulp
0: it's pulp horror that's a good point
2: yeah and i i watched uh,
1: like i've seen a lot of reviews where people say the story's stupid there's no whatever Blah 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 you're right but it's dumb fun
0: oh right. totally it's done well. well. Mr.
2: X, why is he one of our favorite bad guys? He's
0: just I mean, a big the, the, heavy that well, walks I think around. I think the main takeaway from all of those examples is that the lack of these elements are, is not detracting from the experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a game like Fallout 76 and Anthem, very similar arguments in both is that the world and the NPCs that you interact with or the lack of NPCs in the case of Fallout 76 that you actually interact mm-hmm. with are detracting from the game, yep. especially an Anthem, developed by BioWare, which is supposed to be known for the stories that they craft and implement into their video games. That's fascinating to
1: me, because there's MMORPGs out there that have great storylines. You play them with 10,000 other people on the same <laughs> server, <laughs> yeah. and yet the story manages to be interesting. Yeah, yeah you have to you know, suspend a little disbelief that you know, you're doing the same cutscene as 180 different people at the same time, but yet the story's compelling. People, you know, I, I played World of Warcraft briefly at some point. Apparently, it stayed very well done for a good, like, decade. To the point where people were like, yeah, the story kept growing. It was evolving. It was interesting. That's insanity to mm-hmm. me now. Could you well, imagine a game like that? De- like, De- Destiny 1 came out, what, five years ago? We're already on Destiny 2. You just throw everything that they did with Destiny 1 out the window because we got to make a new one.
0: They don't do it. Well, that. I mean, shit, they're scrapping Destiny 2 now. They're going back to the drawing board for Destiny 3. They have to.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, especially they've left,
0: they've, they've, they've left, left themselves without any other avenues. Do
1: you think Borderlands Three is going to go down this road? Because that's uh, that's been hinted that we're yeah, that's
0: by the by this episode dropping, it should actually have been announced. March, they've hinted at a March twenty eighth, some type of info. Yeah, um, I don't know because like Borderlands was like the epitome of great implementation of looter shooter. Yeah, like it's four player co op couch or online. Yeah. I mean... And the amount of yeah. guns that... I mean, what what was the, the tagline and the, the, the marketing for that? Like a million different guns or whatever the yeah, hell? Yeah, like... It was something ridiculous. Like yeah. Something that could never be measured or ever held up to anybody's standard of actually trying to figure well, out... Well, they randomly they generate
1: it. stats for a lot right. of it. So, I mean, yeah. Other than a few of the odd you know, epic items, right? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know. And are they going to go that route? Are they going to go the Destiny route? Because... My God. How
0: you, f- how far is Borderlands 2 from Destiny 1?
1: I'd say significantly. Yeah? I think so. Because Borderlands 2, what, you play four people at once? Mm-hmm. You know, it's more like I'll hop into your game and play. Yeah. Whereas Destiny's, yeah, you're doing your own game, but you're sharing it, the world with, I think, what, 32 people at once and on a single server? Oh, yeah,
0: that's true. That's
1: right? That's true. Um, I'm not really sure because I, I briefly played Destiny. It just wasn't for me. The, those games they don't really feel like you're doing much because they have to really make these enemies huge bullet sinks. It really feels like an MMORPG with guns. And the problem with that is MMORPGs oftentimes feel really slow. You know, like you, you engage an enemy, they have a giant health bar, especially like the harder enemies. You're engaging them with 16 people at once. And there's, it's a really slow Strategic game for the most right. part, a lot not of games.
0: conducive to gunplay. Mechanics. No,
1: at least not for me,
0: right? Well, I mean, a lot of those are also <laughs> reasons that Anthem is suffering too. Like, I've heard like the, the gun, the gunplay in Anthem is uh, like not poor, but it's just very generic, yeah. And of course, the main from, thing from is the s-
1: Mass Effect developers, where the gunplay was not poor but exactly, generic,
0: exactly. The combat in well, the Mass Effect games, the combat was more, um, it was strictly just like necessary. Like in, in in parts, like combat was just necessary. It was just another thing you employ to move on, to move to move on to the next objective. Yeah, you can as, argue up, that. as opposed to being the the spine of of gameplay. In, yeah. In a, in a game like Anthem, and you know, even back to the randomly generated loot, like Anthem doesn't know how to do that either. Like, <laughs> there's been on two occasions, buyers someone at borrower has gone in and tried to fix some bug in in Anthem, and uh, done something where they've made the loot drops like exponentially better and more often and for the 12 hours that it takes them to f- go in and undo that the player base spikes and everyone's having a hell of a good time because they're actually getting loot from this looter shooter we get 12 hours of fun right and so that that, that has happened on two occasions like it's like somebody's like at Bio, uh, Bethesda Larry, Bioware Larry's over there like pushing buttons and accidentally flicking this one switch that says, do not touch, make fun game. Like, so, <laughs> what the fuck is going on?
1: I relate this to my sister's dog because if you grab a toy and you're at my sister's house, the dog barks at you and gets mad because it doesn't want you to have fun. So if you play with any, <laughs> if you play with the other dog or if you grab a toy and you, or you bounce a ball, the dog loses its fucking mind. Is that what Bioware is doing? It sounds like they are in no fun. They don't want their players in No to fun have zone. Fun.
0: I mean, Bioware are yeah, they're doing the same thing. They're doing like very similar ban things. I mean, I know Marty, you've you've heard. I think I've actually sh- spoken to Moby about it, like banning um, one of the few streamers that was still actually playing their game and streaming gameplay of their game because he was using uh, or he was exploiting a few uh, loot drop. Bugs, for lack of a better term, in their own system, and actually, again, getting like getting the loot. And I think the one of the big things was that you know he was like show it was being shown to people. Mm-hmm. Like there are evidences of other players who have used the same uh, like an exploit, the same exploit, but not but are not banned. So they clearly targeted this streamer um, because he's sharing it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they, because. I guess they think okay they're generating loot more quickly they're getting through a game more quickly and they're gonna play it less frequently is that what the mindset is like they're 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 try- they're making these games grindy because they want their players to be a player base for as long as possible I
1: guarantee you it goes into it. it's insane I mean you gotta think just like any other form of media you know like gambling like there's little things that people put into gambling that hooks you right right you know, and, and they do that in games for sure. If you have an RPG where you never level up or it takes forever, you're going to get bored of it. Yeah. You know, if you have a loot based game where you're not getting enough loot, you're going to get bored of it. But you get too much, you're not going to feel that sense of reward when you get something big. Yeah. It sounds like they don't know where the balance is.
0: No, no.
1: And they're not doing a very good job of being one, addictive and two, fun.
0: Right. And it they does. They've forgotten to have fun. They've forgotten to have fun. And they're not paying attention to the community. And what the community, community is saying. Not at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. None of this ma- – I'm like – I've been baffled this entire segment. I'm not, None of this makes sense to me.
2: It's it, bewildering it, me. It well, could, we can – Sorry, go ahead. We Mike. continue to pay. I mean, that's what it comes down to. If we want things to change, we have to do what you, Leland, are planning to do, which is not buy the game while well, it's still f- full price in the opening days. And wait for them to either discount it or change the industry. But unfortunately, unless there's a wave of gamers that do that, they're just going to keep doing it because people are paying. I feel
1: like it's happening because, you know, at least I know within the group of people we know, like, I don't know too many people who go out day one and buy a lot of these games. I mean, I wait. I wait for a lot of Steam reviews now because I know I'm reading user reviews. And to me, that's usually more indicative of an overall feeling. Although Steam reviews do get bombed by people sometimes. You can usually see when they're bombing it for political or um, DRM reasons, you know, like stuff like that. But um, because, Leland, you probably don't realize, but on PC, like there's certain restrictions they put on games where you can't play them offline. Just so you can't, like, say, uh, pirate the game is easy. So they put little, like, uh, restrictions or programs inside the game. And a lot of a lot of PC users hate it because it slows their PC down, but they do that so you can't pirate the game as easily. Right. And I get it because a lot of people pirate PC games. It's a big problem. Right. And you lose a lot of money, especially if you're a PC only release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's could could you imagine? Like some some of these games I go on these reviews, and a lot of them are people who said, "I got this for free, I liked it, so I bought it." Yeah, they're admitting to it. Right, I stole it. I decided it was worth it, so I, I brought it back and paid for it. Right, that's not acceptable anywhere else in life. Right, and some <laughs> somehow. I mean, I stole this car. I loved it. I'm gonna pay for it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, bring it back to the dealership. You ripped off. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. speaking of like, there are countless Reddit posts and the the mm-hmm. Anthem Reddit of people like tr- literally trying to organize boycotts. People trying to organize specific days and times where the player base just stops playing. Oh, like blackouts? Yes. How successful they have been or will be or could be, who knows? I don't even know. I don't even know if the numbers on Anthem's player base.
1: No, I'm not sure on Anthem. I have Anthem. no idea.
0: I haven't. That would have been a nice thing to look up, actually.
1: You know, I think the only really big hit in the online world right now that came out recently was Apex Legends. Yeah. That's Like significant numbers. Yeah. Oh, and big. Huge numbers. Crazy.
0: Like they had, by the, that first after that first weekend or whatever, they had like 25 million users or something.
1: They recently banned a million people. Yeah, I saw that. And it doesn't hurt them.
0: I, I saw that. That's crazy. So many people using aimbots and shit. Yeah. yeah. And I love hearing that. If you're going to oh, use aimbots in
1: an online shooter, fuck, that. fuck you. Yeah. You know, get and out of here. And that's what
0: ruined PUBG for a lot of people. Yep. Yep. They just didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. A yeah, bunch of... That's like, a success
1: like, story. Right. Yeah, It is a success story. It's free. You That is the thing. You man. get a 100% of the game for free. And then if you want to make your character look a little different, you pay for it.
0: Right. Right. Well, I mean, it's just... It's all these free-to-play elements that people are, that these companies are trying to charge us for. Um, I just want to go back to episode 23. Because uh, I listened back to that before we recorded. And a few things like, Moby, you said basically like um, these AAA... Companies they just are taking fewer and fewer risks with these games. Um, I think was very on point. Like everyone, just like it's like EA is reading market reviews and being like, "Oh, okay, these type of games work. We're just going to make these type of games because they because those aren't by the numbers risks." And Marty, you were saying like you know overall these AAA games they're still like they're not going anywhere. No, like they're not going to die. But you'll see beloved games will die and they have
1: partly because we don't buy them yeah partly because of expectations partly because they're ruined by big business right
0: man i uh, i am like i'm hesitant to be picking up like elder scrolls 6 like uh me too what's the one what's that star one that they're yeah, um,
1: that's the next game. Yeah, big game from Bethesda. Is it Starfield or something? Starfield, I think yeah. that's
0: it. Ah, I just,
1: I don't um, know much about Starfields. No, I don't um, know nothing about that. I mean, I don't know.
2: It's I, an ongoing issue. Do you,
1: do I just want to support these developers that I love, like uh, the uh, the Witcher developers that I'm blanking on the name right now, even though I love them so much. What is their name? Uh, CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red, yeah. And they have the, the big, uh, um, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 20, that big Cyberpunk 2077? I think so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think so. God, Marty. Oh, I, its I so love this developer. I love it so much. <laughs> I don't even know what any of their games are called, <laughs> or what their name is.
1: I sound like one of those girls that goes, I love superheroes. I was like, can you name five? I was like, oh, Spider Man.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me. Well, well, should we wrap up this segment? I guess. <laughs> I mean, there's really nowhere else for us to go. I, yeah, there's, there's no anything. solution. There's no solution yet. No, that's yet. true. No. 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 I, like I said, it would take a mass effort by fans to change things.
1: I will say, as one final point for myself, that Moby, you know, I know you're a big Nintendo fanboy. I think Nintendo does a pretty damn good job with their AAA titles. They do.
2: I was thinking before I came into it's this, is there some way that I can... Attack Nintendo and be a devil's advocate. And then the only thing that I could, found I could attack them for was um, that they actually, in my mind, and I've said this before, don't have enough first-party releases per console generation. But I'm like, that's completely different because the AAA titles that they have come out with, like Smash Ultimate, you know, Mario, the, the, the recent Mario, Zelda Breath of the Wild, even though Leland would disagree. To me, those titles were awesome. And complete. And even though Zelda had DLC, it's unnecessary to have it. I'm playing Breath of the Wild again right now, and it's 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 great. great, It's
1: a great game. The one argument I will make, though, is I think there is still a separation to be made from these Western AAA titles that have full cast, full voice work, full everything, that have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people working on them, versus these Nintendo franchises that. I'm sure they have a big development team, but not nearly the same amount. No. Not nearly yeah. the same amount of money. That,
2: no, that that's fair.
0: That's fair. And so, is their AAA uh, moniker based more on the prestige of the franchise in general?
1: Then you get into the the point of what makes a AAA game. Is it yeah, is it is it anywhere over like right. ten people working on sure, it, exactly. right?
0: Or you put a it, it take X amount of money to develop or whatever.
1: I mean, to me, I'm just making the separation here that. For me, at least in this argument, it's indie and triple I'm trying not. Yeah, to, I'm know. not putting in the. Ar-
0: of course, there's always the in between, right? Of
1: course, there's yeah. tons. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm thinking indie is probably like less than a dozen people are working on it, and A in this argument for me is over a dozen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at which Those are okay? Those are very like. And that's a big range. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I'm talking I get you. I in get general. You. I think in this conversation, I'm talking about the big A titles the franchises that cost millions of dollars that if they it's sink or swim for them and they can end a studio if you know if a studio has two bad releases in a row they're done and
0: a lot of times the ea studios it's one
1: yeah yeah oh yeah they don't they don't mess around yeah yeah (laughs) you didn't make a call of duty level game you're out of here
0: (laughs) yeah i mean what is something gonna happen to dice with battlefield fives well, that's like their cash cow, though, right? right. Like, but they gotta—they clearly will have to do something.
1: They'll make know? it a battle royale game,
0: maybe not. Well, they already have. It already has a battle royale mode. It does battle. Uh, yeah, or they—I think Call I of Duty. Call did. of Duty did. Call of Duty for sure does.
1: I'm not I, sure okay, if maybe Battlefield not. does, but Battlefield's always had a sort of a—you know—they're they, yeah. bigger games, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. they could—they could probably lead without telling their fan base. you know if you don't like it fuck off (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay we're getting
2: off topic here kind of but but but, but, all right let's uh, let's move on let's move on on. let's move on so so moby can talk yes who's been silently listening it's time for movie musings uh called marvelous this time we together though somewhat separately watched captain marvel yesterday I had tickets with the big chill, so we were on the same row, but separated by a large family. Um, <laughs> this is the same
1: guy who reviewed RE2 without playing it? Yes. He'd I know. He played the original. It was really disappointing, sitting there, listening to him he, review a game was funny, that he though. didn't play.
2: He had no, I never described you, but for some reason he thought you were this like fat guy that was like balded and almost sleeping in our row. I'm like, that's not Marty. I've never described him, but why would you pick him?
1: Well, that's weird when he met me when we were playing, or when we were recording the RE2 episode. I was sitting right next to him the whole I time. I know. He didn't know what I looked like? No. just Oh, it's because I had the glasses well, on. Well, because he was
0: drunk.
2: You were also wearing a big coat.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: he was drunk yesterday, too, ironically.
1: Wow. So,
2: but yes, we saw Captain Marvel. <laughs> well, what, what did
1: he think of the movie? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually don't know. He just, didn't
1: ask your friend?
2: No, I, I didn't, because we just kind of got up and I was looking for you guys. Wow. You're my real friend. Aww. <laughs> um, yeah, Captain Marvel. Wow. I'm not going to steal the the thunder to start, so, but...
0: Okay, yeah. Are we, We're going to break this into a first half non-spoiler? Non-spoiler, that's, that's my spoiler? plan. Okay.
2: Yes. Okay. So, to start then, because we can't go deeper into spoilers, just let's start with some general stuff. Let's start with, uh, Leland, general impressions of the movie.
0: I I liked it. I um I not I don't want to say surprisingly. I mean obviously I had reservations going in just because of the political shitstorm that is orbiting this the this movie and the movie's release, all the Brie Larson shit and the you know the the feminist movement stuff or whatever. I, so that being said, I went into uh, keeping as open mind as possible, trying not to have my viewer uh, experience tainted by all of this garbage that is surrounding this movie's release and i i I really liked it i liked it
1: yeah i agree um i actually went into it with very minimal expectations i was driving to the theater and i was kind of thinking i had to think for a sec about what i was seeing because i forgot (laughs) Uh, what are we seeing today and then i was thinking what is the movie lion king's not out yet you know and that might sound like i'm kidding but i really honestly kind of briefly forgot what the fuck we were seeing that day and as i'm sitting there i'm not hyped for the movie at all i'm not like ready to poo-poo it, but I was just not hyped. You know, no hype. Kind of reminded me of seeing uh, Hellboy 2 when I saw it. I had no hype for it, and it was awesome. Yeah. I liked Captain Marvel a lot. Um, I thought, you know, initial impressions, a lot of the criticism about Brie Larson's acting, I thought was completely unfounded. Me too,
0: man. Yeah, I thought too. she
1: did service to the character arc. Um, I thought the little things they threw in, the little changes, and that we'll talk about more in the spoilers, um, I, th- I really liked. I really thought they didn't detract from my viewing at all. The de-aging makeup and
0: um, technology
1: tag, and yeah. all that, amazing. It's I mean, really good.
0: Y- it y- is It is the best that we have ever seen. Yes. Before. Oh, yeah. It's by not far. even close. It
1: makes you wonder how long we're going to be able to watch these actors act now at this point. Right. Like, forever,
0: basically. Right. I mean, the, the, they've never been limited by uh, what they can do physically on screen. Uh, like, in general, I mean, you know, you always have a stand-in or a stunt double or whatever, so, like, that has never really been a limitation, and I think it's going to continue to not become a limitation now that we can (laughs) oh, hey, we need a a 40-year-old Samuel L. Jackson, boom, we got the test. Done it. You know what? Maybe 40 and a half. Okay, I'll turn this dial a little. Boom. You've done it. You've done it. (laughs) I want to dive
2: deeper into that, too, because I do think this movie is revolutionary in that one technical sense. Okay, okay. So, I thought Brie
0: Larson was charming as fuck in this movie. Yes. I really loved her.
2: I, I thought the writing actually... The writing fought against her really good performance at some point. Yeah. I told you guys I was worried that I read that one review where it kept saying that, you know, she was so emotional over and over and over. And I'm like, nah, that's an exaggeration. But that was actually one of my problems with the writing is from beginning to end. So many times every single person brings up to her, you're too emotional. She's not. She actually had a really good range of like this spunky, charming, like you mm-hmm. said, character. Absolutely nothing wrong with her character, but was she overly emotional? No. Mm. And why do they characters keep bringing that up? It I
1: agree. F- is a really good point. I feel like they brought it up just because the Kree are supposed to be so unemotional. So just by her being human in origin, okay. she's emotional. So you think
0: but that's what they were trying? To- I think
1: so. And I think when it in regards to uh, stuff that happens um, in her past and that they wouldn't other people reference her being emotional. I think that's more playing into the, like, she's an emotional woman. Right. But or, I type.
2: didn't find Jude Law's character that much less emotional. Like I still felt he was an expressive guy. Like he wasn't some wooden robot. You're right. And so you're right. Yeah.
0: Um, you're right. So were they going for, again, the strength of Carol Danvers, humanity rubbing off on this emotionless race, like this calculus. Cal- I mean, Obviously, not very like not portrayed very well. If that's their intentions, but like, is that what they were like trying to do? I
1: I feel like they the intention was there. I I just feel like they didn't do a good job showing it. Like I think okay. I think okay. the intention was that she's an emotional human. That all these little tidbits about her character are because she's human, and she doesn't realize this. And the Kree are trying to you know Kree it out of her. They're trying to make her into something she's not unfortunately we're seeing the part of the film where she's already been a cree for six years or been part of this so whatever about her that was super emotional they're already working oh, out Oh,
0: okay that is a very good point
1: so when he says yeah you know you never control your emotions we're not really seeing that part we're, we're seeing her get a bit angry but that's like after the 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 brain right, treatment right, where she's you know?
0: halfway through being indoctrinated yes in a, like it, she's almost to completion like they've almost taken her and and made her as Kree as they possibly can by this point. I believe so. Okay, I didn't think of that at all. That's that's a good point.
2: That's a good My point. argument against that would be that, as in the movie she sheds that Kree influence, that she doesn't suddenly bounce back to a much more emotional character.
1: I think she wasn't so much emotional. But
2: well, we don't
0: see six years of her bouncing back.
2: No, so, okay. Uh, but
0: to that, to that point, though, I, I am very interested in seeing what they're going to yes. do with her in Endgame. Like what... Is that what is her character going to be like in the next Avengers?
2: I would argue if her character stays very consistent between Avengers and the now inevitable Captain Marvel 2, then I would say that backs up my point. Right. Yeah, I agree with
0: that too.
1: I'd argue that she is a little bit more emotional as she lands on Earth. Um, She like kind of recklessly does some things, you know, chases after some enemies, does some stuff that I bet the Kree characters would have probably not wanted her to do if she had still been part of that uh Kree group of uh, characters yeah, right Force. yeah you know she does chase down the scroll take fight him through everywhere you know all this That's stuff That's
0: true there there is a she is incredibly impulsive Yes and I, think, I will give her yeah. that Yeah that is that is a like a mainstay part of uh, a personality trait of hers that regardless of how much time or whether or not she has her memories or doesn't like is just part of her I feel like the movie's surprisingly subtle at some point in some ways yeah. and also
1: beats you and over the head in some times. other parts that i'll get into later okay yeah and as we're talking about more i'm seeing some things that i feel like i hope were subtle intentions and i'm not just reading into the movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah again it's just like the the headspace that all of this shit puts you in yeah is what's going to hurt this movie the most personally speaking on my behalf at least I think it did detract
1: in a way from it for me because I, I couldn't help, but there's a few scenes I couldn't help, but think, man, knowing what I know about the politics leading to this movie, and I tried to do what you did. I try, I think it's kind of funny. I think you did the best job out of the three of us in there and not letting it bother <laughs> you, and yeah. I think I was, uh, you know, I was probably Mama Bear in this case, and, uh, you know, if you're Papa and Mama, M- Moby is a, usually Baby Goo Goo Gaga, and mm-hmm. I was in the middle and when I, I was watching it, some things didn't bother me at all. And like some of the little tidbits they threw in, like she does get held back by men a lot and they do kind of play that up. You know, it, it does seem like it's always men.
2: All the men in her life are assholes,
1: period. But if there wasn't the political aspect of this film, I would just see it as she is someone who's been held back. And yeah. you could argue, like, she's got, you know, come from a shitty home, you know, abusive father, whatever. I wouldn't just look at it that way.
2: Some of the right. stuff was so egregious, and I, I don't think it's spoilery saying this, but for example, when she goes go-karting and her dad tells her to not go fast, is that realistic? Like, yes. Like, even in the 60s? I think so. You think so? Yes. Um... Well, you know what? I want to go kart and don't drive it fast. So,
1: you know, I mean, uh, it's a bit personal, but like, I think, for example, even my wife, like her parents would, you know, would always in sports and things like that be like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. No, like, you're not a guy kind of thing. Like, just because don't get hurt. Women get hurt. You know, obviously, Brie Larson's father in this Captain Marvel's father in this movie is being ridiculous about it, you know? Yeah,
0: that's my.
1: But, so that's when, one of the
0: heavy-handed moments.
1: But it's a movie, too, thinking. right? And I get it. It's a Marvel movie. And I think they you don't have much character development from the father you see for five seconds, right? right. I think this does happen to women, and I get it. I just wish she hadn't said the things she said, because I do think that alienated
0: a big part oh, of the audience. Really, yeah. I really wish she didn't get up on that so far, <sighs> Yeah. So. Because, man... Because I... I really do love the message of this movie. There is nothing wrong with the message that this movie is is giving to its audience. There Absolutely is nothing not. Wrong with it. it is a great message, and I think the movie handled the message very eloquently. And I did personally did not feel browbeated by it. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's
1: a great message too because I think anybody can relate to that overcoming.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's not just a woman man thing.
1: You know, uh, how how long do we want to go without spoilers here cuz Well,
0: this is what I'm saying. I'm like making notes like cuz I think everything I want to really say is kind of spoiler territory. Yeah. But let's let's talk about some specific uh, like let's talk, talk about like generic things. Like uh, I think all the like the CGI in the movie was really good. I mean, we already talked about the face tech, okay. right?
2: I thought um, the vehicles were good and stuff like
0: Yeah, that. but like the special effects uh, I thought the the space stuff
1: was just a little generic. Um, that's g- true. Generic Marvel space stuff. Sure. And maybe that's because everything has to fit the the Marvel space coda. Yeah, at this but point. you
0: know what? I was really hoping was for more of that '80s space influence, though. Yeah. But now I, I mean, I realize like the Kree nation is not. I mean, we only saw Kree ships, right? Mm-hmm. We're not. They're not the race that is going to be influenced by these crazy technocolor stuff like it, that you would get from Thor Ragnarok and yeah. fucking. You know all these this these, these colorful dresses and, the, and, and the weird
1: off worlds too. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay.
0: So uh, I mean, I I get it, but yes, you're right. It, it's very um, shit. What's the word for it? Not industrial, but it's um, well. I, I mean, the Creed themselves are very militaristic, mm-hmm. and um, it just felt like typical bland sci-fi CGI
1: in okay. a way. Okay. You know, it felt like something I'd watch on Netflix.
2: Yeah, I don't fault the movie for this. Um, Because I I simply think the technology isn't there yet. But the cat, who is a great character, (laughs) they're just not at a place at all where animals can even remotely cross the Uncanny Valley. And I think because of how good the de-aging was that finally did cross the Uncanny Valley, the cat stood out more.
0: Yeah, you're right. There there was... Every every time they had had the CG cat, it was very obviously very was a noticeable. CG cat. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. And
2: I mean, because that cat is literally juxtaposed in many scenes right bef- beside Samuel Jackson's perfectly de-aged face. Right. So <laughs> right. that was more a Moby thing, and that I was like thinking of it in that moment. But I I do think other no, people
0: I noticed are concerned it with technical yeah, right. issues. I've got to admit, I didn't notice. Okay. It didn't yeah, bother me really. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, it didn't bother me, but like I noticed. Oh, this is a CG cat.
1: Like. I didn't think once. Oh, CGI cat.
0: Oh wow, okay
1: I mean I'm sure deep down I knew it because it's, <laughs> there's some stuff we'll talk about that that it, a regular yeah. cat may not may or may not be able to do.
3: <laughs> oh, oh
0: great. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. You're an idiot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right, at the timestamp oh, there. And okay.
0: Me out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um I th- uh, I think Samuel Jackson's performance was really good, outstanding. I think again, I, I I really liked Brie Larson in this movie. I thought her friend was great. Yes, it. I was yep. gonna say yes. Uh, I, I had great. read
1: about her performance, and it was actually really good. It was, really was. good. Yeah.
0: even um, uh, her daughter, the child
2: actor. Like mm-hmm. I, everyone was really oh, good. At
1: um, her. One Of the standouts in the movie, Ben Mendelssohn.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: he yes. I liked him. Yes, yes and I mean, leader. again, yes. we get
2: spoiler territory with him, but he yeah, was good.
0: um, and I I think I, I really like Jude Law too, yeah. yeah, And like in that Star Force, he looks like a little fucking little beast, he yeah, a, he's looking good. Like, <laughs> um, the
1: probably the biggest disappointment character wise for me was uh, Lee Pace,
2: yeah, um, just a
1: very right. un, almost nothing role,
2: yeah. Actually, I mean, it's, it's not it's, spoiler it's territory if we want to talk about what what we felt of him so i don't think so no so listener um lee pace who plays ronan the accuser uh he's called upon many times throughout the film and to start it's in kind of a hologram form and so you see it and you're like okay you know that's that's lee pace he kind of sounds similar but then at the very end of the movie he's actually there and he looked completely different and i started going like why is lee pace not in this movie you know, did he try to ask for too much money for a supporting role or something like that? You know, because he's been in more and more stuff recently. But then when the credits roll, Lee Pace's name is yeah, right there. it's Lee Pace. So he played the character. And was it – which of you guys mentioned the paint from Guardians? Yeah,
0: so so again, the movie is set in the mid-90s. So this is uh, – Ronan the Accuser was the main antagonist of Guardians Volume 1, right? And actually we see another, another one of the Kree – uh, in the their Starforce unit is also in Guardian. so that was cool seeing some of these characters before they, before I mean before we we ever know them. But like Ronan isn't um, isn't looking for the Infinity the Power Stone for Thanos yet. He doesn't have all these weird like tattoos all over. He's not like this crazy zealot that we see him as in Volume One. So I think that's it like he just had the plain blue skin of a of a Cree, right? So yeah. that's why it, I think it looked off. You're like, what is that? Is that yeah. really the
2: case? Because he didn't look he didn't look as menacing as he does in Bollywood. You know what else I thought? Late, sorry, continue. No, no. I'm, well, I was going to say he's a very tall man in real life. I think he's six six, and I think his assistant in this film must have been like six four six five. And so I was looking for this tall guy, and because he wasn't that much taller than his assistant, I right. was like, okay. Well,
0: it's funny. Literally, it's the two of them. Uh, we, there's one shot where you see them like from behind. So they have their hoods up. We like, if he wasn't holding his hammer, <laughs> you wouldn't know which wouldn't one know was Ronin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That,
1: that was probably the only disappointment character wise in the film for me because it mm-hmm. just wasn't much for him to do. No, there wasn't. Oh, I did like, uh, Agent Colson as well. Yeah. He was, yeah, really he nice. was cool.
0: Yeah. I think he was, he was perhaps more of a, a little under, under, underutilized yeah. I, cameo role. I was role. surprised at how actually little lines he had in it. Yeah. It was more of a cameo, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Good cameo.
2: He had a very good, subtle introduction. I, I thought I heard some soft cheers and murmurs in the audience because I I don't – this can't be a spoiler alert, but, you know, he's dead from the past uh, uh, Avengers series, One. Avengers 1. But you see him come back, and he's younger, and they use the same de-aging technology on him, and it was cool to, to see him back. And then they don't do a ton with him. Yeah. So, no, at that point, he's a, he's a rookie in S.H.I.E.L.D. He's, like, just signed right. up. Spoilers? Yeah, I, I think we have to. I, sure. Almost everything I have to
0: Do spoil. we want to give the rating before we go into spoilers?
2: I actually thought of that. I'm totally cool with doing that. I, mean, I don't of- give a shit because we're going to
0: add it into our MCU ranking
2: list. Yeah, right? why don't we give the rating and then we're going to be shuffling it into the ranking list mm-hmm. um, as we talk about Which spoilers. I'm going to be doing it live. Yeah. Doing it live! <laughs> okay. Uh, let's Who wants start, to start with a rating? Well, I'm the wet blanket, so you guys are both going to be higher than me, guaranteed. So okay, I've been thinking we, very
0: long and hard about this, and about how much that I did enjoy it, and also thinking of specifically how I rated Spider-Man: Homecoming. I think I retconned it to a seven and a half. So I think I'm going to give this a seven. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like I want to give it higher, but I don't know. I don't. Again, just this Breed Larson just spouting of all this crap about the release of this movie. It and tainted just the it controversy. For me, man. It, it tainted just, it for me. It's it's really hurting it for me. Um, and it's tough to fight that. It's so hard to
2: fight it. (sighs) I'm going to get, I'm going to stick with a
0: seven, seven out of 10. Moby.
2: Uh, well, it's interesting. I have it written down. I'm a seven out of 10 as well. Now listener would know to take this with a giant handful of salt because a Moby seven translates like a Leland 4.5. So (laughs) True. true. It's for me, I'm pretty ingratiated with movies. Uh, I would say this caveat, which I thought this movie for me is a six out of ten without the technical achievements, hmm. um, with with Samuel Jackson's awesome digital makeup. Just because I really do believe this in fifteen years will be looked back as a very important technical achievement in film. Yeah, for that. It's like project. a Jurassic
1: Park. I moment. think we're going to see yeah. it more and more. You know. Are you? I was torn a little bit. I was thinking about the same thing, Leland. You know, I was like, "Oh, is this uh, for me?" It, you know, again, Leland sevens like a Marty ten and a half. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, <laughs> you know,
1: and uh, if there was nothing, pl- so politics aside, Brie Larson never said anything. There was no reservations on my part going in. I would honestly probably give it eight and a half. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That being said. I'm probably as I've thought about it. It's probably going to be about an eight, not much worse, but it did detract a little bit. You know, I think it. I think it diluted the message. Meets, yeah,
0: hundred percent agree.
1: I think it did. I think it sent the wrong message. I think yes. the The initial the message in the film, taken out of that context, is a great message. Like Leland said, um, I think it's empowering for people, not just women. Yes. And I think I would, it, I would
2: agree with you guys. By the way,
1: because. I mean, I'll get into it more in the spoilers, but I I think it's um, you know, I think it took away, so I'll go with eight.
0: Okay, I mean, I, I think those those are also really good scores. Yeah. Um, We're not so, shitting on the movie. No. One last thing I want to say about about um, spoilers. Or sorry, about uh, wow, I just had a brain fart. One last thing I want to say about all this Brie Larson stuff and like this this movie is also for us being white. Middle-aged males, right? Like this movie isn't only for women. This movie is. That's, that's the problem with the yes, message. That is the
1: problem of what Be, she was saying. Because the movie is obviously for everybody. It's how,
0: it's a Marvel movie if, that empowers people. Right, yeah. right. And but okay, even if it, even if you can say this is a movie that empowers women. Yes. How is how is you saying um, that a movie like that is not for the generic? Uh, Caucasian male audience when that makes up the majority of the audience, and it would be great to have that audience as your ally to fight for the same things that you want and the same goals that you have that you should that that are good goals and good things to fight for. Well, that's the problem with what she said because what she's saying is that at the
1: You know, the, like, the limitate, like, limit this group of people to bring up this group of people. And yet. That's the the wrong approach. The 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 solution is bring everybody. Bring, bring this group in because they deserve to be heard and we want more of them. And the people who don't want that, yeah, you're wrong. But the people who want to be there with them and enjoy their movies together, like, people should, that's fine. That doesn't, that doesn't exclude, you know, exclude anybody. And yet, they it's i mean this is getting into it a bit but this is the weird like anti-racist racism you know and it's the same anti being anti-bigoted bigoted bigoted. like you're going out of your way to exclude another group to bring up another group that's being you know right it's
0: it's more accurately and generically it's exclusive inclusi- inclusivity
2: yeah well, and you look at it this way and i know this is kind of a straw man argument or it's seen that way but if she inserts any other gender or race into that exact same statement you change that one thing then she's probably fired and shamed to be quite honest if she says it's not for middle-aged women it would be a bigger deal or could you imagine black could you men.
1: imagine it and you know this is the argument people will use is like, well, one does not equate the other. Well, in this it, case, I, I think it truly does. Really does. You know, if, if someone came out for the next, uh, Star Wars movie and was like, no, no, this isn't for women, could you imagine yeah. the outcry? Yeah, it would be huge. This yeah, isn't right. for over 50 women. It's like, what? You know, yeah. or even worse, this isn't for black women. It's y- goodbye to your entire career. Exactly. And yet, people a lot of people laud her for these comments a lot of people hate them but she does have people who who love the
3: comments
0: you know I I still haven't I mean I haven't taken the time to look but like I still have seen or heard nothing of of really like Disney making a response to her comments yeah at all
1: they didn't make any to say anything
0: they just let it be that's really interesting to me I mean that is a rock and a hard place for even for a company as huge as Disney I mean
2: like they they need
0: they need these
2: movies to make money too yeah, unfortunately, I, th- I think Disney would have had a response if the movie didn't get such a great box office number as it did. I think Disney's Ooh, probably thinking they get- they made the right decision by staying silent. Because yeah. honestly, a lot of white men still went out and saw it, or some of them. Right. So.
1: Well, the best thing they did was try to not bring attention to it.
2: Right, that's yeah. I that's didn't know bad.
1: much about it until the weeks leading up. Yeah, I, I literally
0: had no idea any of this was going on until literally like less than a week before its release.
1: Because my initial, like, I heard some comments about. It. I think the initial trailer had people complaining because she looked like she wasn't smiling. She wasn't really um, emoting in the trailer. And they actually reference that in the movie with a scene, you know, where it's just like hey, maybe you should smile more. Yeah, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, and I wonder, yeah. I had to wonder if they did that at reshoots. Um, <laughs> and you know, like stuff like that's stupid. You've seen yeah. one trailer, yeah? The first trailer sucked. It was not a good trailer. That's yes, it was a weak trailer. Yes, but that's not her fault. That's a no, trailer. that's not Aubrey Larson. No.
0: Yeah, that's, that's whoever the hell is in charge of cutting up a no. trailer. They cut up a poor trailer.
1: Yeah. Her fault is spouting off about some politics she one knows nothing about. Two has a has an opinion. We're all entitled to an opinion, but in this case, maybe you keep that to yourself because you're in a multi-million dollar and a billion-dollar franchise, and you're you're alienating people. Yeah. Doing exactly
0: what you're intending not to do. So do you guys think that Brie Larson was an incorrect choice for his cast? Like, Because Marvel, you know, synonymous with great casting as far as so far, right? Like, I mean, we've discussed this before numerous times. Like, they have very, very few misses on their casting. Do you think this is... Do you chalk this up to a miss? Or do you think I, this is a strong cast? I think it's a strong cast. Yeah, I, I think she's I agree.
1: she's good in the role. She's not some stereotypical Hollywood blonde. You know, she's not like a, a 10 out of 10 smoke show with limited acting range that they're just putting in just for the TNA. She's a she's a great actress. Right. She She's clearly able to handle the material. She's probably better than the material, let's be honest, like than what they wrote for her. And yeah. I think that character that they've developed has... A great chance to expand and grow and, you know, kind of clash with the other characters in the Marvel Universe.
2: Yeah. As Moby's brother said, she can't run. But oh, she can that's still.
0: in my notes, Pultuska. Okay. <laughs> 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 well, and I mean, I know we keep saying we're getting on the spoilers, spoilers, but like also like the character itself of Captain Marvel is not the most popular comic book character out there. No, and neither were characters like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean like Captain Marvel herself has been rebooted almost a dozen times throughout her her history of Yeah. Of since like I think it was like the late sixties where that character her character was actually introduced.
1: But hey, if we're going that way, you could argue that for Iron Man in a way too. Iron Man was more popular. But Iron sure. Man was a, was a B character. Yeah. Now he's an A plus character. Yeah,
0: you think of the original iteration of the Avengers um I mean really it was front and center, uh, Ant Man and Wasp. They yeah. founded the fucking thing. Um,
1: but he never had a big successful you know run by himself
0: yeah yeah I don't know he's got a, he's got some memorable story arcs true yeah there, Well, there more was, than Captain Marvel there was a sure. time that Marvel was uh, really pushing Captain Marvel uh, trying to push her to the front and front of their comic run I mean they inserted her into a bunch of different story arcs uh, one of the main ones like House of Am she played a huge role in House of Am which was a really good really good comic arc um She's definitely a powerhouse,
1: right? Oh yeah, and that, and that, you know, we'll talk about that too. And it's like that in itself lends itself to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, you could argue a character like Daredevil's way more well-known, but does that really play well in the cinematic universe? Yeah. You know, yeah, you might as yeah, well right. just watch the Hawkeye movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean that's funny you talk about. That. I mean, yeah, you just you just look at uh, how Hawkeye has basically been thrown out the window and left on the side of the road from for, for all, you know, uh, intents and purposes anyways. Like he he's a nothing character. Uh Jimmy Renner doesn't even really bring anything phenom like, you know, extraordinary to the role of Hawkeye. I mean, I I I like Gen- Jimmy Renner as much as anybody. That is to say, Average, you accept below him. average. But, <laughs> but, again, when you compare her to Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow and how, how I mean, again, this is something we've, we've talked about before, but how pivotal Black Widow has been since her introduction in Iron Man 2 through, for this, maybe after Iron Man 2. She evolved, for yeah, sure. Yeah, she incredibly involved into her own unique, awesome character that I'm excited to see on screen. I don't yeah. get excited to see Hawkeye on screen. I, I'm, you know, no, I'm I mean,
1: um, I heard of the Hawkeye premiere. That Jeremy Renner was saying, this movie isn't for anybody.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, that was... Not even you, media. Just, just <laughs> That's why you haven't seen on. it.
1: They canceled it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Let's- the ho- the $100,000 okay. budget went down the
2: drain. All right,
0: so we gave you the spoilers. Are we going to slot it into the list before we do spoilers?
1: Yes, let's do that. Uh, do you want to go first Leland?
0: Slot it sure, in. Sure, sure. I, I know exactly where I'm going. So again, you can find our MCU rankings on the website ttpodcast.com. Uh, and okay, so again, what I again, like when I gave my score, I, I really thought about like Spider-Man Homecoming. And I think I'm just going to slot this right in below Spider-Man Homecoming. And that so that's going to be like the my, my 11th favorite Marvel movie. Like just shy of top 10. Okay. Um, so it's just behind homecoming.
1: So you got it as 11th. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah? Okay. And uh also what not part of the list is Ant Man and the Wasp, which I have recently seen. It's a mediocre movie. I think I would put it I think I would put it right uh I know last night I said that I liked it better than the original Ant Man, but I'm not actually sure on that anymore. I think I'm gonna put it below below Ant Man. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that would push it to, like, 14. Yeah, it's
1: kind of funny. We're actually really close. Oh, yeah? where we slaughter it. Yeah. Okay, why don't you go then? So, uh, I I got Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is emasculating its way into number nine. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number nine? Top ten?
1: Yeah, it's, wow. it's um, for me... So, it, it
0: bumped Doctor Strange.
1: It bumped Doctor Strange in, into tenth place. Good, fuck you, Doctor Strange. Because I... You know, as an origin movie, I liked it better than Doctor Strange. Okay. Ooh, that's a good point I didn't think of. And I think it, ha- it does more for the Marvel Universe. I liked Brie Larson. I liked it. Yeah, so that's number you nine. Do you
0: think it furthers the MCU more than Doctor Strange?
1: Yes. I think it's a more compelling character.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I get and what, I you think, think what you're saying. I
1: think there's more future potential out of the out of the character. Maybe not the... the potential for like the mystical stuff that you know dr strange adds in okay no
0: i i get what you're saying i get what you're saying yeah but i
1: think the world building out of the that stuff okay. like the characters it adds uh, rather than the world building actually um and then ant-man and wasp for me that's number 14 as well um it goes ahead of guardians 2
0: oh okay
2: but behind iron man 3 iron man 3 yeah, yeah. okay moby this one, I'm going to slot in a bit lower than you guys. Um, this one will become my new 15th, uh, right below Thor. Um, so it's going to bump Iron Man 2. Okay. Again, I really respect the technical merits of it. Um, it was enjoyable. It's not a movie that I'm going to buy, for sure. You know, I don't know if I'll see it again, but I'm glad I saw it.
0: Okay. Moby hates women. That's what basically well, what this we is.
1: Well, we kind of knew that. I mean, if you're looking at Moby's list, though, Moby just hates good movies.
0: That, that's true. His okay. MCU rankings are garbage. I, I, one thing I want to bring <laughs> up. Thor: the
2: Dark World should be number one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moby has Avengers Age
1: of Ultron ahead of Infinity War. Yes, with James Spader's oh voice, how can
2: you
0: resist? I mean, my God. I would get pegged by Josh Brolin over James Spader any day of the week. Any I day of the say week. Say
2: this. Stargate, baby. Stargate
0: alright let's move on to okay. spoilers why are we talking about Peggy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah that was an escalation
0: well uh, Ultron does not, is not anatomically correct <laughs> so he needs <laughs> a Thanos
1: only has half of his cock left
0: <laughs> <laughs> one ball Thanos no it's strapped in the soul stone it's okay he'll <laughs> get it back that's oh. why they team up they team up with Thanos in Endgame because he made a terrible... I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> he, sna- he snapped himself. He snapped himself. Well, it's a little bit The gauntlet. Of a The gauntlet almost now. kept him all together. <laughs> no, matter, no amount of reality stone can fix that, Thanos. <laughs> okay, spoilers. <laughs> spoilers.
2: Not sex.
0: Um, okay, I made a couple notes yeah. here. I want to go back to the Jude Law thing. Back to you yeah. saying, Moby, that Kree did not particularly... Or Jude Law specifically... Uh, was almost as emotionful as Brie Larson. Now, I'm I'm wondering if that was uh, a bit strategic in the writing due to the twist of Jude being a dick. Now, because did you, I mean, it wasn't entirely, you know, you're not entirely oblivious to that possibility, obviously, as some, some events further in the movie kind of almost lend to you figuring that out. But, like, his shift and how buddy buddy he is with Carol Danvers. Do you, you think that could have been a part of it? A part of why his character was written the way he was? You know,
2: in it. Um, I I thought he was a dick since the beginning. Like, thought he was a good guy, maybe, or like almost like an anti-hero. But to me, he was treating her like a dick from the opening scenes.
0: Okay, but do you think his character was likable?
2: No, I actually didn't particularly like his character. Oh, in that in that aspect i like
1: them in like the mentor role
2: yeah, he, me too. he
1: seemed like the stern mentor yeah you know i thought he played that maybe that archetype pretty well
2: i think so too yeah yeah i i actually was more intrigued by the rest of his team to be quite honest i thought they were the typical <laughs> really? co- the over, <laughs> overly intense asian girl yeah. i may have a thing for that <laughs> oh, oh god <laughs> but uh yeah and i liked uh I
1: replace uh, you with bill but then don't <laughs> oh, know. more bill. interesting <laughs> uh, um a little more varied opinions
2: okay so this got derailed um Yeah, I
1: just want to cut that I had one other thing
0: <laughs> and leland doesn't edit though <laughs> <laughs> i had one other thing uh a spoiler is uh what i don't know i don't think moby you have no idea not having the comic background. yeah I mean, I marty do. what did you think about uh, Marvel being gender swapped. I don't care. Uh, right. Okay. I mean, I didn't care either. But like that is, I think, significant within the again the overall arching. Out, outside of this movie, I think that could possibly be something significant to talk about. First of all, I forgot what Marvel was. I remembered okay, like okay. afterwards, okay. but mean, like maybe the, okay, but like realistically, but I know who Marvel was, and in the in the trailers, I. Just assume that Jude Law's character was Marvel, mm-hmm. um, and it had no idea otherwise until it was revealed who Doctor Lars Doctor Lawson was in, yeah. in in the in the movie. Um, you just
1: thought because his name was Law that he was Doctor Lawson.
0: No, I didn't think Jude Law was Lawson. I thought oh, that's God. why they cast him. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just thought that was something to bring up.
1: Yeah, I uh, I did hear. So I didn't know that was the character they gender swapped. I did hear about a gender swap controversy. Uh, oh, okay. I just realized. I don't now, think it's controversial. Um, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. It's fine. I, I mean, think it makes sense as long as you're not doing it just a gender swap. But I mean,
0: I, it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't hurt the story. Is what I'm saying. Okay. 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 No, I agree with that. Okay. We're going bigger picture here. Let's let's say. Okay. So. Uh, brainwashed Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. Veers, under the tutelage of Jude Law, mm-hmm. Jude Law's Cor- Corath, I think his character's name was, versus the Carol Danvers pre-brainwash and pre-Cree interaction under the tutelage of Doctor Lawson, a woman. Mm-hmm. That is that's clearly like significant. Yeah. That is like within the again the message of this movie that is that is incredibly significant. Like but again, her it's almost a step away from the politics for a sec, and then you see that it's just that
1: one one person is evil and one person is good, disregarding the fact that it's a male character and a female character.
0: Uh, okay, but that you still need you still throw in the wrench of the female character being tr- traditionally being male, mm-hmm. and traditionally being a male influence in the mentor role of Count Carol Danvers. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I think with what they were going for with the movie, that would have taken away
0: from their message that they, at times, like we agreed, uh, yeah. pound you over the head with. So this, that gender swap is not a that's not them banging you over the head saying. No,
1: I think this is women I think because women. of the banging over the head that they occasionally do that you could see it that way, but I don't think that in particular, it it could be accumulative. like, I
0: mean, yeah, just one of many small things that they've, you know, specifically put into this movie. Yeah. um, To, to, to generate the message that they wanted the movie to stand for. Yeah. And if we want to talk about that a bit, they
1: really overdo the men are evil thing in the movie. Yeah, they do. Virtually every
2: influence she has on her that's male is evil. With the exception of the scroll, And Samuel Jackson. And Samuel Jackson, yeah. And
1: the security guard, because he was pretty friendly. He told her where Radio Shack was. <laughs>
2: Even he was kinda weird and creepy though. So He was scared. I just saw a
0: woman He's... fall from the sky. Who's dressed in a Also,
2: why did no one call her a Power
0: Ranger? That seemed, oh, that that seemed that's like a perfect a really line. Idea. Oh, I was waiting for it. It's because she didn't have a helmet, that's why.
2: Oh. But like I told you guys in the flashback, every single flashback, which was supposed to be her remembering parts of her life, were all situations where men were making fun of her, laughing at her, or sexually harassing were her. Were they all? I thought maybe half of them were.
1: Okay, so the
0: go-kart men. Okay, yes, the go-kart? We did, yeah, for sure. The pilot, the rope. rope, the rope. Men.
2: The, there was the guy in the bar. With the cockpit.
0: Yeah, but showing. that wasn't part of that flashback's
2: Yeah, scene. it was. It was. Yeah. yeah,
0: it was. Yeah, there was the cockpit thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was it... not part of the flashback sequence that specifically that you were talking about. The sequence in which you see her starting from as a young girl all the way to her being a, an adult in the Air Force, that that scene wasn't part of that sequence.
1: It happens twice. So in the in the first time they show it, yeah. um it is. It's a greater flashback. It's a, bigger, it's a flashback. bigger flashback. And the second time is her overcoming when they just show her getting up it's like humans overcome that's like the message then they don't show as much of the men doing stuff to her it's more her just fa- failing Getting up yeah. yeah and and that's cool um
0: oh okay so like so what uh, then what was the context of the of the scene with the with her on the beach did we see the greater context of that in the uh, movie before I, I think we did i just forget what okay we i, I forget what that was too. Too. yeah and and the and her bailing on the bike ramp too what was the that one actually, I think she wasn't with boys. Okay. She just memory. she just fell. That she okay. she okay. Was okay. just okay. Maybe to that's why I'm like okay. confusing them because like yeah. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Those flashbacks were taking, rip sections portions ripped from previous mm. flashbacks of her gaining her memories that we yeah. had seen before in the movie. So they 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 are the okay because the initial one is when they're
1: going through her her memories looking for Lawson. And yeah, the go kart was the, the that that one that was a, a long scene. That one was uh, in both and but then they're also going through her whole air force thing because he's like oh no go further back and then he goes yeah yeah. yeah. so in the air force one there's a lot where people are like you can't do it girls can't go fast that's like a big thing in the movie is women can't go fast for some reason and then by the end of it she's flying Uh um but the like the cockpit thing was ridiculous yeah Yeah, that that
2: was and it was random yeah like that one pilot you just saw him amongst the group of the other pilots when she was on the ropes, and then suddenly there's like this one scene of sexual harassment. Like, I feel like
1: they could have done a better job showing well, her her empowerment with her friend because like uh, her her, and her friend overcome okay, this. Okay,
0: but again though, like they mentioned the time frame that all that is set in, like it literally they meant they said it in the movie like the the women being restricted from actual combat, combat flight or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So are they not? Like portraying that though, like the culture in the time frame, like especially to yeah. the to the the male pilot thing too, right?
1: I really think it just has to do again with it's the context compounded. in which it's... we're seeing this film. Okay, if yeah. if take all the controversy out, they released a great trailer. No one's shitting on her. Smile, nothing. There's no controversy, and then they release this movie. Now in 2019, there's gonna be controversy for fucking everything yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But say there wasn't, then I think it's easier to step away and go like, yeah, that was silly rather than, Oh man, they're really browbeating us. Okay.
2: I, I would say that in the context of a movie, I mean, you've got a screenplay, you know, you, you only, you've got editing. So you cut out certain scenes. I would say they want you to see those scenes, even outside of the controversy that Brie Larson brought upon the film. I, I think the, these scenes would still cause controversy. I wonder, I have no clue because I'm talking out of my ass if things were that bad in the 1990s in the military. But I took the rope scene as her just being ex- expected to be at the same level as the boys, not being held to a higher standard, which is fine.
1: I thought the rope scene was fine. I think it just showed that she wasn't ready then. Right. You know. But I- then the
2: random scene of sexual harassment did rub me wrong because there was no... There was no pretense to that, and there was no resolution of that. It was just like bad guy suddenly in a scene.
1: Which scene was that? Was it sexual
2: harassment? It's at the bar. Well, he, he the cockpit joke's pretty dark. If you're hitting on a girl, you know you want to be nicer than uh, say, oh, okay, hey, you know, like, baby." That's why they call it a cockpit. I didn't. I
1: didn't get it as hitting on. I thought it was just no. like "fuck off." That's Cock, what I call dudes it. A cockpit.
0: Male have cocks. It's oh, male predominant. Maybe
2: I did get that wrong.
0: That's how I interpreted yeah. that line. I didn't think it was like sexual. I harassment. think
1: I didn't. I thought it was just like yeah. Oh, okay. you, yeah. I, thought it was I like, just see like, it your way. Go it's back men. to the kitchen. Yeah. Get right. out of here. We'll yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ah, I actually even makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard that approach. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's not something I would try. Wow,
0: he, this guy was negging back in the
3: nineties. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: the more I'm thinking about it, I just I, I really can't help but think I'm just being negatively influenced. And if and if I wasn't negatively I know, influenced, right? it wouldn't bother me.
2: I want to jump in here because I looked up some interviews, um, including uh, Chris Stuckman, who is my favorite... Uh, sorry, interviews. Reviews. Uh, Chris Stuckman, who's my favorite reviewer. He really bashed the fighting in this movie. He thought it was boring. There wasn't enough Brie Larson, who's, or Captain Marvel, who's incredibly powerful, actually like killing or hurting anything. Like She fights and people fall down, mm-hmm. but she doesn't really get revenge. and mm, I disagree.
1: I disagree. think by the time her power comes, she's pretty fucking beastly. She destroys an entire spaceship and kills, I imagine, everyone Everybody on the spaceship. On. Yes, and screen. then looks at the other spaceship and goes, cracks her knuckles, yeah, basically. Oh,
2: and that bugged me too. It's to finish him off. Finish off Ronan. Mm, I don't think
0: that, that wouldn't That's not her, her character. No. She's she, already been like, okay, I'm going to help the scrolls. She's not a Oh, yeah. scrolls are good guys. Yeah. Which I really liked that. That was cool. That was yeah. a good That was
1: decision. a cool That's twist. That's a
0: great decision.
1: I kept waiting for the triple cross and it never came. Christ.
2: You know what, though? You know what, though? I would agree with you guys. I don't know the comic background, but I what I really liked is, do we know his name, Ben Mendelssohn's character, that Skrull? His... Uh, Talos. Talos. Talos, Talos. He goes at one point and it came off really authentically. He's like, you know what? There's lots of blood on my hands too. This is war. And I appreciate that nuance. I was looking for nuance. I agree. I thought of that exact
1: same line too. They didn't make him out to be some like angel. No. He did bad things, but he did them in the cause of his family.
2: And he will continue to do bad things until his family
1: is safe. Safe, Yeah.
2: And there was a weird moment for me. So like I said, I know nothing about this character in her storyline. But even when they were probing her memory, Talos somehow didn't come off as completely evil. And my mind was watching this. I'm like, this is a lot They're less tortury. Actually, super right. Yeah, she's not being harmed. She's not being harmed. She's not hurt. Meaning, they didn't
0: also harm the spy that they had captured and gotten the codes from. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow, okay, that's cool. I like that. I, I noticed that's that cool. at the time, and my mind didn't know how to process that because I'm like, wait, these guys are just generic bad guys, right? They're invaders. And I, if they subtly directed the scene that way, then kudos to them because right. they got a guy like me starting to think about it.
1: Yeah. Even yeah. that whole scene where they're all secretly scrolls and they're talking to them and they think they're just the natives. Yeah. The scrolls aren't engaging until they have to engage. Right. They're just, I mean, obviously deploy, but they didn't just attack them and then try to steal away Danvers.
2: That's a good like, point, it too. It was just
1: that, like, let's be as non confrontational in here as possible, get Danvers and get the information.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a distraction. Oh, you know Speaking of distractions, one thing I was really sad about is uh, Talos' science guy. They literally gave him a suicide mission. He was, he was, oh, he, yeah. he's opted or f- I'm sure opted by the way they've been just were being portrayed mm-hmm. by that point, opted into this suicide mission.
2: Yeah, you're
0: right. That I was, I was like legitimately like, oh man, when
2: he got shot, when he got shot, I was like, that's dark. And I got the yeah. same read that you like, did, fuck. that it was a suicide mission on purpose.
1: Oh, totally. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. Cause he was being Carol, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. This movie
2: movie improved as it went along in my mind. Like I really liked that third act. Once it was clear there was no triple cross and Carol Danvers gets her powers. Really good. Once the cat finally unleashes. (laughs) I love it because I knew nothing of this cat. And they scan this cat, and it's like high threat level, and everyone's afraid of this fucking cat that yeah. hasn't done anything yet. Well,
1: <laughs> I know. It's funny, because I I didn't really know the story behind the cat either. Like, that was outside my comic book knowledge. I knew it was not a cat. I knew that. But I didn't yeah. know what a, what a F- in flirt- flirt- or whatever.
0: Uh, I don't... No clue. Yeah. I had no idea it was going to be a, a flurkin flir- flurkin yeah I had no idea it was gonna be a cthulhu monster and eat people with his giant tentacles out of it okay so it eats the tesseract which, which <laughs> yeah. is hilarious and then when
1: it eats those people i mean the cgi is kind of fucked up but it's funny because you see the slurping at like the end of it slurping in and you're like oh my god yeah and <laughs> you know you want it too you know you're like oh please do that <laughs> but okay speaking of flurkins what the fuck is with it scratching nick fury's eye Like, did it just decide like fuck you, Nick? Like at 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 that point? That
0: is weird. yeah. That's weird.
1: So in an older Marvel movie, Nick Fury says, Last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye.
0: (laughs) Trusted a
3: cat. (laughs) Trusted the Firkin.
2: He did kinda
1: though. He did trust the cat on the ship. He did. He did. He
2: used it as a weapon.
1: Maybe he was just pissed from being like called a kitty.
2: What was weird though is so his eye gets slashed and it's clearly swelling up and, like, he's not going to have access to this eye. He seemed way too happy. I was, like, he seemed I noticed fine. at the dishwashing scene, I'm, like, if I knew I was going to lose my eye, like, I would be... Prim- well, I'm not sure I, I quite- think it got
0: then he realized... He, he must would- have got infected.
2: Uh, yeah, or I, I mean, something. like... Evil demon demonstration. Like, yeah, cat like Flerkin is not just a simple yeah. cat. Well, song. even like as soon as it happens, Talos is like, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, I think he says it's not just a scratch. Yeah, he actually some says something like yeah. that. <laughs> but it, it was weird because the cat seemed to like him, and maybe to me that scene showed that like this is actually a dangerous, like, trans dimensional monster or something. Like don't just pretend it's a cute little kitty. Right. It's still dangerous. I
1: wasn't sure they actually uh, did anything with the cat in this film at first because when all the promotional stuff is just a cat, right? Yeah. And they don't really talk about it much. So I thought, oh, maybe they just put the cat in as kind of like, oh, here's Goose, the cat from the comics, right? Yeah. And then when they actually went full (laughs) Flurkin, they went full flerking, yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, they were
0: making Goose. They have Goose like action figures, too.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
2: yeah. it should be popular. Like I'd love one.
1: I heard there's like a comic where he kills Thanos or something. <laughs> <He'd stop. Yeah. laughs> oh my is he goodness. the secret weapon?
2: Oh well, that's how they're gonna okay. defeat that. So he could eat the infinity gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Goose leads into one of the big misses for me in the film, which is I felt the other humor besides the cat was really missed. There was like some borderline commercial from the nineties moments of forced humor. Like with Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson. <laughs> that kind of like fake laughing. Did you guys pick up on that? Or, or um, you know?
1: I, I, I oh, no. kind of get what you okay. mean. I think for me it was more the uh, the use of music was a little bit meh in the movie. Because I thought they went full. Guardians the,
2: 2 almost. Two Guardians.
1: Much. But like they went really like girl power 90s music in it. And especially one scene in particular, they're playing No Doubts, I'm Just a Girl for the whole fight scene when she gets her power. And I thought that was... true. That was a stupid fucking choice.
0: Uh, I agree with that because the song did not lend credence to the significance of that fight. No. Um, Because literally, she is fighting for the lives of these Skrull families that are on this ship.
1: It does, however, lead to the fact that she was not in danger at all once she had her powers.
0: That... Is also a good point. Cause yeah, because literally, I'm I'm thinking like for the last half of that movie, like nobody stands a chance. To this. Like, why are these blasts not like you said, like that final mm-hmm. blast on Jude Law yeah. that sent him like a kilometer into the fucking rock? I have I to, I have dead. to imagine
1: it's her controlling it at that point.
0: I suppose so. yeah. she
1: seems to have pretty strong control yes. of it at that point. Yeah, she is beast mode at that. By, at that yeah, yeah, yeah. junction in the movie. But well, like, I
0: also think it's that comes off um, not as clear as it needs to because we have never really seen the capabilities of the Kree before. So we true. have no amount of measuring. I mean we just look at, at the few things they see they show us of Carol using her powers. She flew through a fucking Armada fleet sized ship. Um, so then you compare that with, you know, Jula taking a blast with a chest, well, wow, do you think the Kree must be really powerful themselves.
1: Yeah, but then the Kree, like, he kills um Mar-Vell with one shot.
0: Yeah. And... No, so, okay, that actually, I thought about that. I don't think that was actually Jude. That was the sniper chick. Oh, okay. Because if, cause I was thinking, as uh, Carol pulls Lawson's gun and is, like, looking for the shooter, Jude Luck comes striding through this dust cloud. I'm like, whoa, what kind of sharp, how the fuck is Jude seeing where he's right, shooting? Right, And then you see her, you see the sniper chick in the same scene. Right. So I don't okay. even think, I don't think Korath even... Pull the trigger. Yeah, on so she assassinated her. I think yeah. so. I think okay. so. Which I think made that scene make a lot more sense for me because I'm yeah. like, this is how the hell is Jude like right. hitting Lawson? From- yeah,
1: because the assassin's got the sights on her, just like in right. that in the beginning scene. Something's about to go wrong. Pull the trigger. Totally. Yeah, pulls totally. The, pulls the trigger on her before she can blow the the ship. Right, 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 right. How is it they don't have light speed technology? Uh, that's a
0: that's a good thing. They, that's something doing, they didn't understand. I think they didn't explain that. No, they didn't. Ex, I they didn't understand the extent of the lights the the extent of the capabilities of lightspeed technology because they they have like jump
1: points or something.
0: Right. So is that not lightspeed technology, or is it literally like the Kree has lightspeed, but the Skrulls don't? Like, oh, and they can don't the want Skrulls to not e- jump equal? away? It is seems that... like
2: they can't because that's exactly what the scrolls want is to jump away. Right.
0: right. For sure, the yeah. scrolls don't have that capability, but the Kree do. I mean, the Kree is run it by an AI, like for God's sake. Like they that's... must. So well, I like don't think AI AI the Kree's collection.
1: not run by the AI in the Guardians movie, though, right? Like, they go to the Kree Council and the in the Guardians. Oh, really, I, don't, don't I don't know. I don't know. Because I think in Guardians 1, they're on the Cree planet, aren't they? Well, the one then
0: AI is supposed to be a collective of all the greatest Cree minds that have oh, ever okay.
1: lived. Yeah, because I guess the Cree are like an amalgamation of groups at that point, too. Like, I they're guess. a race, but they're... Because they don't all look well, the same. Well,
0: maybe by the time Guardians comes around, Carol has done something to that AI.
1: Well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because that's been like 10 years or 20, 20 or whatever. 20 years. Yeah.
0: Well, no. Okay, what was, the, what was the time frame of Guardians Volume 1? um maybe because was, didn't uh star lord get abducted in the 70s when he was like 10 years old into space late 70s 80s. yeah or 80s 80s, 80s. 80s, 80s yeah. Right. or early 80s yeah um,
1: okay so then so he's, then the events
0: Captain the marvel are a decade later yeah and, and
1: guardians i think is maybe is, uh right around iron man time probably the first one i think right
0: uh yeah that must be right that must yeah. be right Something like Unless that. Unless Star Lord is more close closer to being forty than thirty, because I think he's closer to thirty. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. In yeah. the
1: initial, yeah, yeah. Because I think by the time Guardians two rolls around, they've been a group for a while. That's kind of the point. Like, yes, like we've yeah. been traveling. We've right. been, you know, I mean, we
0: have a teenage group. Yeah, that's true. Or no, no, we don't. We have this still baby group, but teenage group by the from volume two to Infinity War.
1: Yes, that's true. So, but who knows? Wow, how. those Guardians movies have a lot of time jumps. They do. Well, they kind of exist so far away. At least they did.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm not really sure, but I, I obviously she's been doing a lot and clearly she doesn't age.
0: Yeah. Obviously not.
1: Now that she's, uh, being with that Captain uh, Marvel
0: after seeing Captain Marvel, Yeah.
1: Okay. So that whole scene with her, when you realize that that thing on her is holding her power back and not giving her power. Yeah. Like it was Pretty obvious, but, like, it's cool. It's a yeah, cool, it is actually cool, a cool thing. Scene. Like, yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I realized, I'm like, Because the whole movie, you're kind of thinking, is this... What th- the fuck is this? Is this that? it? Yeah. Like, what is... She can't fucking glow. She can't do shit. Yeah. And then she goes full Super Saiyan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. Like, it's cool. Because I think that's... You know, you had mentioned Black Widow and stuff. There's a lot of cool characters that we like in the MCU. But there's only a few that are, like, super godlike. I mean, even... Captain America's cool, but he's built through science. It's not like he can fly... Thor's the closest thing to her, as far as godlike powers. And that's what made Thor really cool. He's literally a god. He's literally a god. And so I think that uh, Captain Marvel now um, encapsulates that super badass, but like legitimately powered superhero. Right.
1: They're going to need her to beat Dark Phoenix.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that.
0: (laughs) The whole world. (laughs) I... Was very shocked at my reaction to that trailer, not being this looks like garbage.
1: It was better than the first yeah, stuff I'd it, seen. Like it, it looks was, it
0: actually looked like a, it was a good trailer. That
1: the scene of Magneto having his helmet. Oh, that was yeah, cool. That was cool. Like he's like, oh my god, I can't do anything. Yeah, that's cool. And the guns too. The guns.
0: Was, I like the guns. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, don't get me hyped for this movie. But don't do it to but me. But McAvoy. Hey, they
2: went full McAvoy. I love me a murder. Fuck Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, uh, yeah, merge. I love McAvoy in the chair. They've too. got to merge McAvoy in the beast to create the beast.
0: Oh boy, beast Jesus, yeah. <laughs> We just got <gonna> around. <laughs> His caps
1: are huge and he's in a wheelchair. I don't get it. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's huh. this huge guy. The wheels are not wide enough. In my arm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> we just suddenly derailed. <laughs> was there any other specific spoilery thing you guys wanted to bring up?
1: Oh, I want to talk about it. There's a couple scenes. scenes. Um, okay. The one, one of the, again, yep. I think the beating it over the head a little bit, the scene with her and uh, Jude Law, which was kind of funny. And again, maybe if I wasn't so bothered by this, I wouldn't, wouldn't bother me. But like the last, the last fight scene. Oh, yeah. When he wants to bring her to you know his level, and of course she's like you know, nah, fuck like, you. Boom. I, don't, I don't have to listen yeah, to you. I don't you. have anything to prove. To now that was funny. Yeah,
0: that it was, was good. funny. It was, yeah. good. it was Like I would do the same fucking thing. Oh yeah, it
1: it kind of gave me Guardians vibe. Yeah, you know, it was like uh, oh a big epic fight. No, we're gonna have a dance party. Like fuck you.
2: <laughs> I I liked it. It actually gave me Raiders of the Lost Ark vibes. That famous scene yeah. where yeah, where,
1: uh, where he shoots uh, the Harrison guy with the just
2: Shoots the guy. Yeah.
1: There's another scene that gives you that vibe, and that's the vibe where she steals the motorbike and the clothes. I was like, "Oh yeah, Terminator, it's a Terminator style." Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I need your clothes <laughs> and your motorcycle. Yeah, that
1: Terminator still did it better.
2: I, you know what? I, you guys can bring up other points. My last point is: dear God, do I miss blockbuster? <laughs> Seriously, I just love movie stores. As a young man, <laughs> man,
1: you're the only one. Back,
2: I would go there just to hang out. I'd rent something eventually, but I just wanted to talk and look, and I just missed it. Miss
1: it. I think it's a good thing they're gone.
0: That was uh, actually one thing that I did not like about the movie was all of the push. It's the
2: 90s. It's the 90s. It's the 90s. It was yeah, It was, it it was, was too much. It was too much. It was egregious. I yeah. thought they took the gas off that a little bit the further it went. Though. That's true. You're right. But right as In soon the beginning, as she's on Earth, it's like, it hey, hey. It's, it's
0: it's it's 1990. Well, why and, didn't you go to the radio Yeah, show? and hey, there's a promotion Atlas? for True Lies. You remember when that came out? It came out in the 90s. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Captain Marvel. Yes, I, I understand you were set in the 90s. I get it. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson looks like he just came out of the womb, for Christ's sakes. I get it. Yeah, he's very Pulp Fiction-y in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure he's eating a, like a McDonald's cheeseburger or like a Big Mac with cheese or whatever it is. You know, like the what's, what's, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese, yeah. Is that the Pulp Fiction line? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they played on that a bit. Because uh, John DeVolta was in Paris or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I botched the shit out of that. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the scenes that stands out for me is, uh, because I know Moby would appreciate this, there is a scene where Brie Larson is doing dishes. and <laughs> oh, and, oh. and I thought that would appease the uh, male Fuck members of the audience. Fuck you! How- however... She's only drying the dishes, and and Samuel Jackson is doing all the washing. This
2: is one of the most savage things you've ever said to me. (laughs) I I don't even know if I have a response to that. I'm just talking to you and your your entire group. I I hope your dog scratches your eye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If if you guys call me Fury, I'm fine with that. Uh (laughs) Just like back
0: in Havana, eh? Yeah. Just like back in Havana, eh? I um I really liked the Stanley cameo in this. That was um, good, yeah. yeah. More than I think really it should be touted for. But, like, he's sitting on the the Skytrain or whatever and has a script for Mallrats that he's clearly reading to go audition for his Mallrats cameo. <laughs> it's, like, the funniest fucking thing I've
2: ever. I don't know. That just tickled good. me. That it, really tickled It crossed. Me. It just – it was so meta. At, I liked you know, it. What it. It crossed. was good. And plus, I mean, I – I'm assuming it's the final Stan Lee cameo that he didn't have time to film one for Endgame. I could be wrong, but...
1: Yeah, that's... I think that might be the last
2: one. I think. So, bring in Jack Kirby?
1: Unless they have, like, 30 different, like, things they could just throw in. Like, little throwaway scenes.
2: (laughs) Just completely out of context? Yeah. Oh, man.
1: (laughs) Just reading a newspaper they can, like, digitize with, like, a headline or something.
2: You know what, though, I I'm happy for that man to have seen. He got to see the full success of everything. Sure, he died in phase three, but he saw the culmination of his life oh, work. yeah
1: his his so, life work became a billion dollar entity that everyone loved.
2: Yeah. yeah, so he lived from, a what, long from
1: what I've heard of Stan Lee is he really did appreciate the the love he got from that. Yeah. You know, he it, it meant a lot to him. So I think that's cool. It's really cool that he did get to see that. Sad day for comics, but. You know, the guy lived to be a pretty, pretty ripe old age there, so. He did. I he think did. he's doing okay. Um.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anything else?
0: Yeah, I think. Uh... I'm just wondering if uh, Carol's friend. I forgot. I don't even know what the character's name was. If she's like, if she, her her existence is like another nod to something else from the
2: comics or something. Hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe she becomes because like they
0: wife. they drop some lines about like her. You know, coming to work for Shield and stuff. Right. I wonder if she uh, has some time. Will have anything to do yeah. with uh, Sword, which oh, is like yeah. their outer space shield. Right. Yeah. I wonder. I if I that. wonder. that would be interesting. Oh uh, yeah, like we cool. kind of cool. I don't know. That's kind of all I have. I oh, think.
1: Jude Law doesn't get old. Apparently, he looks exact same. Oh
0: yeah, good point. Holy shit! Do they mm. DH Jude Law
1: too?
2: Like <laughs> maybe. The age everybody now. <laughs> um, it's a new Photoshop. Yeah, he looks good for his age. I mean, are, if, are you talking about him as an actor? I just mean like he lo- doesn't
1: look that much older anymore. Like he never looks like he's aging.
2: Uh, the only thing I would say is his hairline is clearly moving back. I mean, that's common. No, that's men, just a cre- that's like- just a Cree thing.
0: Yeah. It- oh. Liam's
2: <laughs> no, right. That's Cree hair. Yeah. It's genetic,
1: Cree. Yeah. I mean, they—they're uh, they, trying to evolve hair. They out of eventually get a mohawk. That's what's happening. Oh. That's why Carol's suit has mohawk, the old, yeah. the mohawk. they're trying to train her hair Turn, to get her mo- full mohawk. Free, yeah, go full. Well, free. what's uh, the guy in Guardians that has the mohawk? Uh, Fubluludu. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so is Hawk from Cobra
1: Kai a Cree? He could be. We found the tie. Turn
0: himself into a Cree. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's the
2: crossover. That's why he's such a good warrior.
0: Uh, actually, well, I don't think I want to say about her suit is she looks like the suit looks really bad when it's green but yeah, it looks yeah really, it good, when really it's good when it's really good when it goes red and blue yeah, yeah the stark yeah. contrast
1: of how bad to good it gets is makes it even better it's,
2: yeah it's insane because well, you see it happen live yeah. and you're like wow suddenly this is a great suit yeah
0: yeah like when i saw the uh you know the promotional stuff i had and you see her in in the in her colors like i you don't realize that it's it's just the same thing. It's just different colors. Yeah, I didn't realize. I had it no idea. Yeah, it looks weird how drastically they made it look just by tweaking the colors. Totally. Yeah, and only Jude Law pulls off that suit. By the way, everyone else looks pretty, pretty like uncomfortable in they it. They do. Yeah, they <laughs> honestly look like oh man, I yeah. can't wait to
1: get out of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only one other thought I had was kind of about her. Similarity similarities to Superman, just in terms mm-hmm. of power level. I thought of that. I thought she's a way more interesting Superman for the Marvel universe than Superman is yeah. for the DC universe at this point.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: you yeah. know, you know what I mean, like yeah. that super. If they handled like,
0: Superman as well as they handled Captain Marvel, Superman would be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: Superman. Oh, I love I love an awesome Superman yeah, story. Me too, and. Uh, Perhaps my favorite Superman story of all time, animated series, Justice League animated series, the end of it when he's fighting um, Darkseid. Yes. And he, they're on a planet that's exploding around them. And he says to him, he's like, he's like, you know, I don't have to hold back anymore.
0: I know. I've lived, I literally lived my entire life yeah, worrying about knocking a building over. Or yeah. killing somebody. Yeah. I'm not holding back anymore. Yeah. And it's, fucking throws yeah. down with him. Gives you a fucking tingle oh, thinking it's about so it. so awesome. Like yeah. that's just Superman unleashed. And that's yes.
1: the vibe I got from the Captain Marvel movie. It's right. like she has this this chip and it's holding her back. And it, she just, she breaks it and breaks free. Yeah. And then she destroys a spaceship like it's butter. Like she cuts yeah. through yeah. it like a <laughs> knife through butter. And then looks at another spaceship, and they just they flee. And you know how badass Ronan the Accuser is from right. these other film, this other film, and he just
0: was like, "All right, let's get the fuck out of yeah. here." So, uh, okay, so what does Captain Marvel two look like? Do we get it set? You know, before, obviously it's before Infinity set War, when she's away with the scrolls. Yeah, I gotta think so, right? Yeah, because I think she's even taking at the, on end. the AI. Or- yeah, exactly. And yeah. even at the end, Ronan's like, "We'll be back for the weapon." I have no to-
2: the girl. I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to think, at least at this point, mm-hmm. that her standalone films take place before Infinity War. I,
2: I completely agree. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, and that's an interesting uh, nuance about this universe at this point, is you have a big timeline you can set movies in. Right. There's yeah, gaps. Yes. You can fill them in.
2: That's weird. In the you Avengers now have series...
0: A, right. Sorry. Go ahead, Moe.
2: Well, I was going to say, in the Avengers series, could potentially be the only time we actually see her in the present. I think it's theoretically possible that if she gets a trilogy done over even the next 10 years that all three take place um, before Infinity War with the third taking place maybe right before. I'm just saying that's a possibility.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean basically now we have this timeline that is – starts with Carol Danvers and ends with Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. Like you now have – you have pre-Infinity War and post-Infinity War. I, I suppose post Endgame, but you know what I mean. Like those, these things. Uh, that's I know what you mean interesting. The, for the, the
1: stories that are currently ongoing. There's the the beginning Carol Danvers, and it's ending with Thanos. Yeah. All the other stories have already been wrapped up. That right. have, you know, at least the ones we know about. Because yeah. there's stuff that takes place before that, like the stuff with Hank Pym and the original Wasp and stuff that happens in the early '90s. Right. And then obviously all the Captain America stuff, but that's all wrapped up.
3: Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think that's that's what we have. at at least for period pieces right now, yeah, I mean period that's piece the nineties is a period piece now, apparently
0: <laughs> that's interesting, and you know what? we went through this entire discussion and had not, and didn't even touch on the comparison to Wonder Woman
1: mm. it's completely separate, I think,
2: and that doesn't cross my mind,
1: well and you know what maybe it isn't there there are there there are similarities, they're both exceptionally powerful superheroes in their own universes, yeah. But Um, even
0: just in regards to the female protagonist and these this lead female superhero movies, that's true. We didn't even need to bring it up.
1: Well, because I don't think it matters. That's the thing. Yeah, you never this these things never had to be said. Because Wonder Woman obviously has this a very similar message. If anything, it's even more of the message. I mean, she literally runs through no
0: man's land. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's so true <laughs> like, and that's a good scene and yeah. like powerful <laughs> scene but like
2: <laughs> it's could not be, it's r- literally written on the wall I can't wait for her <laughs> movie because it takes place in the 80s She better be in a, oh, like a red Pontiac Firebird that's cool. convertible I want the yellow bird <laughs> on the hood it'll be invisible though so you but won't be able to tell the color
1: the cool thing about like the Wonder Woman movie is like the male character is obviously you know like he, he has he can't you know keep up with her at all but he sacrifices himself you know he still yeah. is heroic
2: they they handled the strong female character stuff way better there and it helped that gal gadot was just positive vibes too
1: she's just a That's badass true. She, yeah well
2: in real life too like it,
1: she's yeah. literally Amazonian. She's huge
2: and she's strong. And she's huge. And she's strong. Awesome. She was a former. She trained men in the Israeli Defense Force. She yep. was a, tr- a martial arts. Oh, trainer. that's cool.
0: Another similarity that I just thought of is because I was thinking, well, how, what, the narrative of Wonder Woman is different because, like, it's she's a, it's a fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. But Carol, like, veers getting back to Earth, seems like it should. It's also a fish out of water, like. For her recollection, she had never been to Earth before. Her and whole
1: life's almost like a fish out of water that was, thing.
0: That was a you're, well, totally. I good mean, point. the
1: whole thing with her being with the Kree is fish out of water. We just yeah, don't see it.
0: You're right. You're you right. You
1: know, she's finally kind of a, acclimatized by the time we see her there. Yeah. But yeah, coming back to Earth, totally fish out of water.
0: And I think that was also actually a miss for me in the movie that there was uh, there was a disconnect of what was portrayed to the audience uh, and compared to what should. What they are the, the filmmakers are expecting the audience to assume I think I think um, so yeah especially like like uh, a lot of the again we like we mentioned it at the end of the show when Talos impersonated uh, Fury's boss you I was watching it and I'm like, well how the f- of course of course he's a scroll one because at that point you still think the scrolls are the evil of the, of the fill-in of the film and you're like oh of course he's a fucking scroll. But then also, I was thinking, like, how the Christ do these scrolls that just crash on Earth know who to infiltrate? They must have been infiltrated,
1: even if he hadn't already impersonated that character. They knew who to infiltrate. Exactly. So, who to impersonate. but those
0: are logic leaps that I think you are expected to make, and they do tie them in and and kind of uh, decrease the length of those leaps the further you get into the movie. Yes. Because I mean, you see that Talos's or Talos's uh, mm. family is like. It's in, or, in orbit over above yeah. Earth. So clearly, yeah, the scrolls have been to Earth before. Uh, I guess completely unbeknownst to the Kree, though, really, right? Otherwise, they would have called in the accusers to wipe the shit out of Earth before, like yeah. decades ago or, or however. That's a, that's a cool reveal because even when they revealed them, I thought,
1: oh, are these scroll prisoners? Like, I'm thinking, like, why are these scroll pr- like? Because you think the whole time you're thinking these scrolls are evil. They've got to be evil. They're going to be evil. Yeah. And then the, when it doesn't come, like, it's a cool, cool reveal. But, yeah, you are... Led to like have to make some assumptions, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think base just like the innate abilities of the scroll is almost uh viewed as being inherently evil. It is they are they are taking something from you, yes, they are pulling the wool over your eyes, they're they're making a fucking ass of you, Mm -hmm. and I think that is so easy to be like, these guys are fucking assholes. (laughs) Well, generically speaking,
1: I think that kind of approach in most cultures is usually considered evil like it's kind of right. akin to like body the, snatching the uh well just like the the ninja or like the assassin approach ah, okay like, yeah, yeah you know poison is a coward's yeah, like weapon you incarnate know, kind of thing. you know or like um you know impersonating deceit it just there's a lot of negative negative like you know connotations to to, here yeah. right so yeah i could totally see that and it's cool that they they flipped that on set
0: yeah, I agree too. I think that was like the best choice they made with the movie, honestly. Yeah, um, because that also sets up um, being able to utilize the scrolls as allies for future, yeah, for and future not, Shield activities, and
1: not stuff. relying on a bunch of stupid "Who's a Scroll?"
0: Yeah, stories. Yeah, all this, all these uh, tropes that serve way better purposes in other genre of genres of film, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to injecting them into what you're, you're trying to tell superheroes.
1: Also, we they already did that with Hail Hydra. Right. Who who's part totally, of Hydra? Yeah, you're totally right. Oh. That's
0: that's a really good point. That's totally true. Oh, he was part of Hydra. He was also a Skrull. It's like, yeah. Wow. Well, what? Oh, well. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you avoid of you avoid like the narrative fallback uh, of, oh well, this guy in the great key position. If this guy was a Skrull, who they be in trouble? <laughs> He's a Skrull. Uh-huh. Like so. I think it was a really good choice. I really
1: think though that. Um... Bilbo Baggins' character in Black Panther—he's a scroll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: I think some. Some, some, right. some people are he scrolls. He's a scroll. He, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's weird. He no, doesn't. I think Black
2: Panther's a scroll. You think he's a scroll? Uh, Hawkeye. He's just been observing. He's a scroll spy. So that's why he doesn't do much. He's a scientist scroll. I, I can pull ah, my bow. On.
0: How strong are scrolls? Because one gets in a car crash and dies oh yeah that's true they don't explain scroll it's, powers that's very hit and miss throughout the movie yeah again you are led to believe that Captain Marvel is reigning in her powers to incapacitate as opposed to yes. murder late
1: and also some scrolls are clearly stronger than others there's yeah there's science scrolls, and then there's Ben Mendelsohn
0: <laughs> yes yeah. yeah you have like this uh, that's, yeah like you, you, again he, you, you have no you have no yeah. concept of Kree physiology or morphology or uh hierarchies like you you just you have no idea
1: in that one scene where she's trying to escape and then she punches one it doesn't really do anything was that ben mendelsohn or was that a different one that was like a big super scroll that was a big super scroll okay
0: well it was the leland scroll it wasn't a super scroll but it was a large scroll yeah because specifically super scrolls have the ability to mimic powers
2: yeah, like a for, Super Scroll is yeah. like
0: a fantastic four enemy. Yeah, it is, who can right? Can generate all yeah, the Fantastic Four's powers. Yeah, he's like a badass can, like, slam like on superhero scroll. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, he's a superhero scroll. Oh, maybe that's how we'll get Fantastic Four in the MCU. It'll be a super scroll just with the Fantastic Four powers.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm actually okay with that. I don't want to see any more Fantastic. Yeah, four.
0: I'm, I'm I'm cool with that too. Yeah. yeah.
1: But then again, they do such a good job with these new characters. Fantastic Four would probably be at least okay.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: I Yeah, I, I agree with that. Off topic a little bit, but man, a good Fantastic Four movie would be really amazing. Yes, it would. I, it's a cool it dynamic. So cool. You don't know much about Fantastic Four, do you, Movie?
2: No. No. I mean, they could do- But I think it's a good case for yeah. me not knowing because I don't think they've been well done. Detroit. Yeah.
0: They could do a lot of cool, like, negative zone stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Maybe the Fantastic Four will take the Avengers back in time and end game to fix things. Oh, I
1: don't think so. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm, I think pre- were, I'm pretty
0: sure. Are there, f- are there
1: four that's people we don't know who they're playing yet?
0: Oh, it's top secret. It's, it's been, like, those oh. four actors have been locked in the Disney vault. Oh, I see.
1: Endgame for released f- For 50 years, and now <laughs> for one weekend only, we're going to release them on VHS? That's right.
2: <laughs> just, Straight to just blockbuster videos near <laughs> you. <laughs> Give me uh, uh, Once Upon a Time at Deadpool, PG-13 Deadpool, in the next uh, Avengers. That would be cool. Yeah. I Uh, I, I think it'd be cool if they drop him. Drop him in a post-credits or something.
1: I would, that would be fine. I don't think he needs to be in the main films, but it would be funny to see him in a post-credit.
2: Yeah, it would be. Because now they can do anything. They got X-Men back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they haven't decided yet what they're doing with that, but it's coming.
0: They should take their time. They shouldn't make any rash decisions.
1: That's true. And I think they probably know that too. Yeah. They've got to. Yeah. All right. How long till they recast Wolverine?
0: Well, they really shouldn't. They should just let the character
1: like melt away for like 20 years.
0: Yeah, forever. They oh. should just give Hugh Jackman the rights to Wolverine. <laughs> and, it's
1: comic book movies.
0: And let him, until Hugh Jackman dies, if he doesn't bequeath those rights to any of his heirs, then the studios can take it back and, and film a Wolverine movie.
2: I agree. Let's uh, bequeath the Joker rights to Jared Leto.
1: We've had three Spider-Men in I the will, last 12
0: years. I will kill... Oh, fine. If they're never going to make a Jared Leto Joker appearance, give them the rights all you want. <laughs> <laughs> take him, Take them, Leto. Fucking take it. Just don't do anything. So,
1: so you'd rather give away Joker Forever rather than have to see one more Jared Leto film?
0: Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't need another Joker. I have memories in, of Mark Hamill. What do I need another Joker for?
2: Yeah. He's not going to kill you. Leland? <laughs> yeah, he makes me feel really, really bad.
1: Well, okay.
2: <laughs> That's, so not
0: quote, That's not right the quote. That's not the quote. I know that Guys, is the quote, listener. I know that is the quote. I just... All right. This is our longest episode in the history
2: of the world. <laughs>
0: last last thing,
1: Leland. One, one last hypothetical question. Okay. You're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and... You ha- You're about to fall in the water. You fall in with two other people, <laughs> and you have to grab onto one to to save yourself. Otherwise, you're gonna die. Okay. And but but by doing so, you save this person as well. Um, this character, you save um, the Joker played by Jared Leto.
0: Okay.
1: Or the other character is uh, Lex Luthor played by Jesse Eisenberg.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and by saving them, they will appear in every, every movie movie
2: ever. <laughs> Every, every Superman or every Batman movie? No, no, no. More, more than that. Every movie ever. I liked your original ploy. I I choose the icy depths of the ocean. <laughs> I choose the Kraken. I choose the Kraken.
0: To me from the... I would... I would do my utmost to drown both of them with me. <laughs> but here's the thing if you don't save yourself
1: they save each other and they both live thus dooming the world
0: he'd still be dead he wouldn't but see it I am dead
1: so you don't have to see it so that's plus that's true
0: I mean we're not taking any, any any qualifications of some potential afterlife where I may or may not be punished by watching every said movie well that's, ever that's the thing <laughs> because if, I do if you die to- you go to hell and by being in hell hell will be watching those movies with both those characters <laughs> okay I would save Leto Wow, Eisenberg is an awful Lex fucking Luther. Way worse than Leto's Joker. Because you haven't really seen Leto's Joker. Yeah, and I will give that caveat. Yeah, Leto easy easy choice. Easy. I, choice. I think you're correct there. Definitely. Okay. Well, I think that
1: our five hour episode is going <laughs> long enough.
2: Well, that's okay. We'll do it all again together. Yeah. In a few weeks
1: time. Yeah. Well, every month. Yep.
2: I thought it was every two weeks we did this. Yeah, sure feels like it was every two weeks we did this. It did, yeah, I know. And I don't know how we put in that time, because it's like a full day's recording.
0: Yeah. Well, every two weeks with you guys feels like an eternity. It does.
3: Okay. okay. End of show
0: stuff? End of show All right. stuff. Uh, if you like what we're doing, and you want to see some of our very outdated or written content, you can visit ttpodcast.com, which you can find our MCU rankings lists, And uh, links to our Patreon, if you are so inclined. We're on Instagram, Facebook page. We're on Fox News. Fox News and MEC, weirdly, very contradictorily. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I've been Leland Steele. I've been Moby. And I'm Marty.
2: Take care, listener.
0: Thanks,
3: listener. Bye-bye.